Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! I'll have to put the intro in and post <laughs> from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show that's celebrating the holidays as they deserve to be celebrated by talking about brackets. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places, or you'll show us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Miss 305. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. Happy. Well, I'm really loud. Happy playoff season. Happy I playoff sound like a megaphone. Let me, let Happy playoff season. So, so I just want to. Yeah, totally agree. Those other dulcet tones you hear, because it's special today. To my left, my far left. <laughs> and Mallory said, I don't know what to do with my hands. She is, the, uh, uh, she is the associate producer of Dave Campbell's Texan Live. She's the uh, producer of Republic of Football and the producer and co-host of Women Talking Football. It's our friend Mallory Hartley. Hello, Mallory. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I did not know this was a part of the Making Predictions deal oh being so, on the show being on oh the yeah show. Uh, oh, well gonna... it's funny because it actually is like starting now like this is the first <laughs> time <laughs> yeah well that's that's nice and saying directly yeah. to my left he is the assistant managing editor of dave campbell's texas football the managing editor of dave campbell's texas basketball hello and uh a very happy notre dame fan yes trash hoodie it Let's is go, baby. ishmael johnson because oh, you know what they say about the catholics Back on top. Back on top. Back Three minutes are back on, baby. Today is a very power. special day here. Uh, today's Monday, November 7th, 2022. 17 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to former QPR great Rio Ferdinand. Uh, episode 1,492. Folks, the playoffs are here. It's playoff season in Texas high school football, and so we're going to blow it out. You can find all the brackets at texasfootball.com slash playoffs, all the brackets, all the pairings. And today is the... Texas football today, Texas high school football playoff prediction special. What we're going to do, we're going to go through every bracket, all 12 of them, we're going to lay out our picks because all four of us, plus Matt Stepp, who Mm -hmm. cannot be here today because he's out of country, uh, we made picks for each region and each state champion. Uh, Mallory has uh, come up to me and said, I know I got every one of these exactly right. That is true. That yeah. did happen this morning. Yeah, so. grabbed me by the collar and threw me against mm-hmm. the wall and said, listen, 
Um, so we're going to run through each and every bracket going from smallest to largest coming up here in the, just a moment. But first, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was, uh, hey, Meese is back. Welcome back, Meese. Whoa. Uh, Chase Burnett, Mac McSpadden, and Ed McElroy. Welcome in, friends. Well, Good to have everybody welcome back. Welcome in, friends. Happy holidays. It's the Texas high school football playoffs, and there's a lot to get to. So we are going to go bracket by bracket talking about the, uh, our playoff predictions and, and kind of breaking them down. Uh, now, Pickle has seen these because she had to put them in the, in the show. Mm-hmm. You've seen them. I have seen them because I made the graphics. These two dorks have not seen them, mm. so they're gonna get. You're gonna a get bit instant reaction. Instant reaction. <laughs> I only know I know one of Matt Stepp's predictions. That I'm I said very that upset. You. At. You're very upset about. So, so we'll get to that. Though. We'll get to that in just a moment. But we are gonna go smallest <sighs> to largest. So we're gonna start in one A Division Two. Now we've got three very special guest pickers to jo- alongside me for these predictions uh, in six man. Uh, Bobby Brown from Texas One A Fan. Uh, as well as Lehman Saunders, a uh, longtime six-man guru, as well as Craig Sperry from the Happy Sports Network. Uh, uh, Bobby and, I, I should promote, uh, Bobby and uh, Craig do a podcast called The Backroads Podcast, and it is very good. If you're a six-man football, 1A, or a 1A fan, you would like that. Anyway, we are all in lockstep with Balmeray in Region 1, Benjamin in Region 2, uh, and Cherokee in Region 4, but there's some uh, there's some, some different uh, opinions in Region 3. Uh, Bobby is taking Oglesby in Region 3. Lehman is taking Oakwood in Region 3. And Craig and I are in lockstep with Bluffdale, going with the Bobcats there. We've got some mix-ups in the in the state champions as well. Bobby is taking Balmeray to win the state championship. Uh, Lehman is taking the Indians of Cherokee, uh, while Craig and I are taking Benjamin to win their first state championship. So that's what we have right now there at 1A Division 2. Uh, the six-man ranks, uh, we of course have all the brackets at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. So go check that out. Uh, we've got brackets, we've got pairings, we've got everything that you need for the Texas high school football playoffs. On to 1A Division 1 now. 1A Division 1 is a lot more in lockstep, more or less. Region 1, all of us like Happy. The Cowboys of Happy are our pick in Region 1. Region 2, all of us are taking Westbrook, which is a little surprising considering how deep I think that Region 2 is, but I think we all like what Westbrook and the path they've walked to get there. Uh, Region 3, the Abbott Panthers, the number one team in the state of Texas in 1A Division 1, all get the nod in Region 3 from all the four experts, uh, well, three experts and me. And in Region 4, there's a little bit of, of mix-up, or not mix-up, but rather... Uh, debate as to how those things break down. Um, Bobby and Craig are taking May. Uh, Lehman and I are taking Jonesboro. Uh, those would be, uh, those are, that would be a district rematch rather between those two teams. But uh, in the state champion, uh, as far as state championship are concerned, Bobby, Lehman, and myself are taking Abbott while Craig is going with the Westbrook Wildcats. So there you have it. The 1A Division One state uh, playoff projections or predictions from our experts Craig Sperry of the Happy Sports Network Lehman Saunders and Bobby Brown of Texas 1-8 fam. You can go to texasfootball.com slash playoffs for all things Texas high school football playoffs. I think that there's a uh, I think there's a viewer that's watching that really liked your state championship pick there. Mm. I, I don't know. T- t- mm. Ter- Terrell Crawf- Crawford? Something? No, Terrell Some- and Crawford are two different Some- football teams. Mm-hmm. What do you? It's a human. Anyway, okay, so now you guys don't make the six-man predictions because we, we turn to the experts for those. Sure. We are now to the... <laughs> Not disagreeing. I will hear arguments of contrary, Mallory. <laughs> yeah. So now we're going to get into the 11-man game. We're going to start with 2A Division Two. Let's go to the pr- predictions, okay? Here's what we got. 
a lot of us are first of all i think the first that the headline here is that all of us are picking mart to win the state championship mm. is that yeah, correct no folks yeah. mm. all of us like the mart panthers uh, they they look like and, and so by the way we all picked them to win region three as well yes, yes i think we we did our uh, uh the bractology videos mm-hmm. before we did this this feels like a year that it's kind of getting back to form mm-hmm. right mart's been absent i mean they made the state title a couple of years ago but lost this feels like turning to get back to what we're used to, mm-hmm. which is Mart kind of running the table more or less in yeah. 282. They're yeah. also outscoring opponents 556 to 55. That like, seems, they're okay. just playing complimentary football. I mean, yeah. The math yeah. do the be mathing. Season. Math so. do be mathing. Mart looks like the best team. They're the number one yeah. team in the state mm-hmm. for a reason. Region 1, we have all we all like Wellington. We've all got mm-hmm. Wellington to win Region mm-hmm. 1, which I think is, is a little... What are you doing? We all like Wellington in Region One, um, and and Region One does feel like there's a there's a couple of landmines potentially for mm-hmm. for for the uh, the Skyrockets, but they do feel like the best team in Region One, and I think that feels like the, the overall the, the just the headline there. Yeah, they've been kind of on the cusp of breaking through. Every, it feels like every year, right? They, we mm-hmm. feel like it's going to be the year where they come out of Region One. They make mm-hmm. potentially make a push towards AT and T. I think this is their best opportunity to. I yeah. feel that. Yeah, I that feeling, but I feel like it is probably their best team uh, in a while. I think maybe Vegas, maybe the second best team in that region, or sure. something like that. But I just, I, I don't know. Uh, Wellington does feel like the best team there in, in region in region one. Mm-hmm. Over region two, though, uh, we I believe we've got some uh, some some interesting uh, change. Yeah, so some... uh, we're we're kind of a uh, split here. First time we're gonna have to d- d- talk these things through. Ish, you, uh, me, you, and Pickle are on the Albany train. Mm-hmm. We like we like the lines like Denny Faith to go out there and win region two. But Matt Step and Mallory Hartley. The Wink Wildcats get the nod in Region Two, Mallory. Yeah, I just don't think that if you're taking a look at Region Two, I just don't think that there is a team out there that can defeat Wink. I mean, I know you mm-hmm. picked Albany in that sense, but they're ten to zero. I think Cannon Gibson is playing inspired mm-hmm. football on both sides of the ball there. Um, I just don't think there's anyone that's going to be stopping. Yeah, Wink. I mean, can, I mean, the, you the argument for Wink is pretty easy to to make, which is. They got Cannon Gibson, yeah. and that mm-hmm. offense is a flamethrower. Like, that's basically. I honestly think between these two, like this was out of all of the brackets, this was one of the toughest picks that I had to make between those mm-hmm. two because I could totally see the argument. Oh, absolutely, way. right, absolutely. right. I think Albany's a little bit more physical. Uh, that that's probably you know where where it ends up going. I think I trust their defense a little bit more, mm-hmm. which is probably why they get the nod. But I mean, we're talking razor's edge type stuff there. Right. Uh, we talked about Region Three uh, with Mart, and then down in Region Four, um, oh, all of us here in the studio. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, high fives! Good we job, all, go good team! Job. Around. <laughs> high fives all around. The Chilton Pirates get the nod there. Uh, but uh, Matt Step, our our Canadian friend, just going, had to be different. Just going be with different. Uh, the Burton Panthers now. Now look, Burton is an interesting team because they started off super slow. Sure. Uh, but they they got the wheels back on in district play. I just think Chilton my my thought on the matter is I think Chilton is the best team from the best district in that region. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, I think that they're the most battle-tested team. Well, and the crazy part about that is we'll likely get that matchup between those two teams in the regional semis. So yes. we're going to have probably that region figured out That'll be exciting during that game. Yeah, yeah. If you, yeah you, we'll we'll have our bracketology video coming out here a little bit later to kind of break down the region. But but uh, as we were kind of talking about that top half of the, of the region um, uh, for Region Four does feel like kind of the dirty side of the bracket. And, and so I, I do I, I get Steps pick with Burton. Yeah, because well, like this is probably their best team since that D Winters team from a couple years ago, mm-hmm. um, where they were probably. I feel like they probably, I don't want to say underachieved, but they probably didn't reach mm-hmm. the heights that they thought they would with that kind of talent. Um, this is definitely their best shot since yeah. then. So I, it didn't surprise me that, you know, he sees a, a potential. And, I mean, and, and they've been, you know, 
look, they've been the more consistent team out of Region 4, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if it's not going to be Fall City, which was the team that made it to a state championship game last mm -hmm. year, and I think all of us kind of agree that this is not that kind of vintage mm -hmm. Beavers no. team, yeah. um, and they've got a real tough first-round matchup with Bremond, um, if it's not them, then it's like you're going to have a new face out there, and, and, and you know, maybe Burton has been kind of that... I don't want to say that bridesmaid, but they've sure. been that second place team, the team that couldn't get past Fall City. And so um, I, I think that I, I understand what Step is saying. Uh, he's wrong, though. Well, it also, you know what that also like makes. <laughs> I mean, you Just know, plain and simple here. Fair, but that also makes he's me interested since we all did pick Mart. Usually we're so used to seeing yeah. Mart, Fall City, Mart, Fall City, Mart, Fall City, that yeah. they've always just had the playbook and they know exactly mm -hmm. what they're going to get. So regardless, it does make me wonder if our like, total agreement on Mart could waver just a little bit just because they're going to be playing someone that they're not used to playing. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And so uh, that is 2A Division II, uh, our smallest 11-man classification. All of us like Mart to win the state championship. They do feel like the best team in 2A Division II. And uh, and certainly, I would say the favorite in Region Three for yep. sure. We yeah. didn't talk about it, but Region Three that, that does feel like there. Of course, you can find all the brackets at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. Got everything you need for the 2022 Texas High School Football Playoffs. All right. It's on to 2A Division One, where we've got some things to talk about, folks. Um, let's start. We'll start with the big picture. All y'all like Timpson. Mm -hmm. All y'all like Timpson to win the state championship. And I just I, like history tells me Region Four is winning the title. Sure. Like that's. I mean, we can't argue. Region with Four history. has <laughs> dominated Region Three. Now, of course, Timpson does have that dude. Mm -hmm. They've got Terry Bussey, but. I like Refurio to win a state championship. I think they I think that that win over Shiner really like proved to me that they are ready they're ready for the big stage. Sure. I get that. I guess for me last year Timpson came as close to be one I think we can put that Shiner team up that past couple of years with like some of the best we've Agreed. seen in oh, recent yeah. years. Timpson was very close to beating them, right? Yeah. With a Terry Bussey who probably was not as good as he's been playing this year. Mm -hmm. Now you have a Vosky Howard coming out for them as well. You have supporting pieces. You have the the the, the secondary, tertiary guys around mm -hmm. Terry Bussey. I think this year next and next year are potentially very special years to where we see that Region 4 uh, streak mm -hmm. broken potentially. I was just going to say, I'm just not fully convinced either that Referio is going to beat Shiner again. That's fair, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, we There's, talked about it on Women Talking Football, mm -hmm. and I just yeah, don't think that, that... WTF. I'm always hyping it up, you know. <laughs> but we talked about it in that first matchup. We knew that neither team was going to fully show all of their cards because we knew that they were going to meet early mm -hmm. in that Region 4. Um, so I just don't think that... And it's hard to beat a good team twice, too. So I just, I'm just not fully convinced that Shiner showed all their cards that's 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 fair too that's fair I too just, i don't think they can do it to again to me like what, what i just drive at is it's weird you are, you either go with history mm -hmm. or you yes. go with or you go with the rashad paul theory which right. is you have a you, you have, have a the top guy. player uh -huh. yeah. You yes. have the yeah. guy, and so therefore you're the team to beat. And I don't know if there's a wrong answer. I mean, there will be a wrong answer, but like, yes. <laughs> like I think that I think reasonable people can disagree on on that because Timpson has looked fantastic. Mm -hmm. Now, the past couple of weeks have me a little spooked on Timpson too. Sure, like defense has not looked yeah wa shut down. Joaquin yeah. gave him a run and stuff like that. So I'm going with Fury to win the state championship. See, the other thing that hasn't been brought up here for Timpson in my mind is the fact that I don't think that there is a team in Region Three that 
can contest against Timson. Mm -hmm. So they should be able to go out there, kind of have their way with everybody leading up to what would be that state semifinal game against a team, either Shiner or Refurio, who just got done beating the hell out of each other in that that regional final. So there's a little bit, you would have to beat a good team twice like a no. really good team twice to be able to get there. So let's bounce up to Region 1. Region 1, all of us take Holly, but I, and, and that makes me nervous because, and here's why. I think unanimity implies like dominance, mm-hmm. and I do not think they're a runaway favorite. I think Cisco, I think Stratford, now they don't have to face one of them because they're going to face each other in a, are probably in an area round matchup. Sure. But like, I think Holly's the most complete team in Region 1. Yes. And that's why they got their nod. But again, like I want to, I want to say it out loud. It's like just because we all agree doesn't mean we think it's a walkover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, no I agree no. there. Yeah. Okay. So then, Region Two, we also have a little bit of a, a, a controversy here. All y'all are on Crawford. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You know, sometimes, sometimes you, you got to go out on on your own limb, and that's what I did here. <laughs> I like Toller. I like Toller a lot. Undefeated Toller, their defense has been rolling. They have given up, let's see, they've given up 20 points in all of district play. That includes against Coleman, that includes against Hamilton, that includes against Bangs. Their defense is rolling right now. Their defense has been excellent, and I think the defense travels. And I think that if they were to play Crawford, it would be like a low-scoring slugfest. Um, But, I mean, what, Crawford's given up uh, maybe like under 50 points? They've had one game that got into a little bit of a shootout there with 20, but their defense has held – they've blanked seven different opponents. Yeah. No, you're right. Like, their, their defense has been fantastic, You want to talk about too. a low-scoring game if we get right. the two of those. That's, that's, exactly that's right. a hell of a game. Their defense. But I think I think Toller is – I think people may be sleeping on Toller. I like the Rattlers. I think that they can – in a, in a one-game situation, I think they can be – but Crawford is, is, is a good pick, too. I was about to say, I think when you look at both these teams and you look at their – their resumes, I think they're very similar in that Crawford has the win over Marlin and then Toller has the win over mm-hmm. Coleman, right? Mm-hmm. Two very convincing. I mean, you know, they're close games, but they both have that, they don't have that blemish where you're saying, well, they just kind of rolled through an easy schedule. They both have those very solidifying, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, certifying wins over good programs. Yeah, I would say that that's, that's fair. In Region 3, we all have Timpson. We're all in agreement there. Um, it's The thing is, like, with Timpson, the the probably this in my opinion the second and third best teams in that region they've already beaten sure mm-hmm. walk like in some order it's Joaquin and Beckville yep. right mm-hmm. in in some order and we saw them throttle Beckville now I do yeah. think we were talking about this on 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 the um on the bractology videos mm-hmm. which are coming out soon I do think if they if Timpson were to play Beckville again I yeah. think it would be closer a lot closer right. yeah I think Be- Beckville. Beckville came out and it, it kind of snowballed on them. Mm. Sure, sure. First but, game of the season and they lost their starting quarterback. Yeah. But at the same time, I do think that Timpson has got to be the team to, to beat there. Yeah. And then in Region Four, we do have some con. We do have some some uh, something to talk about here. Uh, yeah. WTF is rolling with the two-time defending state champs in China. Yeah. You think it's just hard to beat a good team twice? I presume. Yeah. I think I think it's extremely hard to beat a good team twice, and I also think that you have to think about the fact, just like Mallory said, and maybe we're too bought in on this idea that Shiner did not show everything. Maybe. Um, but I will say I think that Refurio up in the trenches still has the nod. They just Dalton Brooks has to recognize that this is my senior year. Mm-hmm. I want to get back. Here's what we're going to do and take over the. They game. have the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They yeah. They've the got. Guy. Yeah. I and mean, that's the thing is that they have the playmaker. Yeah. They've got the dude that you got to stop. Mm-hmm. And that makes a, a lot of difference at the two A mm-hmm. level too. Oh, hundred percent. Um, you know. Going with the two-time defending champs is not a bad move. Yeah. To be clear, yeah. we're shocking the state over here. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I 
I think Refurio, the changes that they've made to that offense mm-hmm. really make like watching that game. I was just like, this is a different Refurio. I was about to say that's what Jason Herring does, right? Mm-hmm. He, just, he he sees his personnel and he switches, right? We've seen him go go to I formation. We've seen him go to spread. We've mm-hmm. seen him go to this weird like single wing at times. Like it's yeah. every year he does this, and it feels like he's really struck something gold here. Um, and it's it's kind of what makes him, in my opinion, one of the best. I mean, easily mm-hmm. one of the best coaches in the state. That he sees his personnel changes every year. And similarly to what they're saying with Shiner not showing everything, this is still a new offense for Refurio, and yeah. I don't think they've shown all their wrinkles either. Yeah, can go both ways. Yeah, two A Division One is going to be a lot of fun. I think we all kind of agree that the the power is on that right side of the bracket with mm-hmm. the uh, with yes. Region Three, Region Four. I think but. regardless, whoever if if Timson ends up doing what we think that they will coming out of Region Three, that state semifinal is going to be so stinking it fun, regardless of if they're really playing Shiner or. Oh, 100%. <laughs> so there you have it, our 2A Division One project predictions. Rather, you can go to texasfootball.com slash playoffs for all things Texas high school football playoffs. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor one team from each classification with the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. The team selected throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 11 Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week in 6A, Euless Trinity. Needing a... Uh, that's oh, last this is week's. the wrong graphic. All right, we're just going to have you read it. That's then. fine. Uh, in 6A, Euless Trinity. Needing a, a win to keep their 24-year playoff streak alive, the Trojans ra- uh, rallied past Hurst L.D. Bell 27-24 in overtime to grab a postseason berth and their 25th consecutive win over their arch rival. In 5A, El Paso East Leta, fueled by 142 yards and a score on the ground from run- senior running back Aerith G- uh, Gomez, the Indians toppled El Paso Hanks 28-10, earning a third straight playoff berth for the first time since 2000 to 2002. In 4A, Nevada Community, with a ferocious defensive effort and a pair of touchdown passes from quarterback River Medlin, the Braves upset state-ranked Kaufman 21-14. In 3A, San Diego, R.J. Valerio gave the Vaqueros the lead in overtime and the defense stopped a would-be game-winning two-point conversion to take down Falfurias 23-22, clinching the number one seed out of District 16-3A Division I. In 2A, Evadale, the playoffs came early for the Rebels and they answered the call, pushing past Hull Dicetta 39-16 to earn their 17th consecutive playoff berth. In 1A, Balmeray, in a top-10 showdown with unbeaten Sanderson, the Bears proved their might with a 66-26 win to capture the district title. And in the private school ranks, the Woodlands' John Cooper. The Dragons captured their second consecutive SPC 3A state championship with a dominant 63-31 win over Fort Worth Trinity Valley. So those are your Week 11 Ozarka Fueled by Nature teams of the week. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Continuing with the Dave Campbell's Texas Football, Texas Football Today, playoff prediction special. Ishmael Johnson, Mallory Hartley, Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper. We're moving on to 3A, to 3A Division Two, and now you can pull it up, guys, and you can see what we all did here. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> there is the Let's interior. go, Wallhawks, baby! <laughs> Mallory is uh, zigging when they zag. Let's start with, let's start with the, the top line. Start with the top line. We all got Gunner. Yes. We yeah. all got Gunner. Yeah. I gotta be honest. This might be the state title pick I feel best about. I was yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah, like, I don't same doubt thing. this. I don't. I don't doubt this offense every year. Say it's the best to watch, most fun. 
Ethan Sloan's been incredible. Yeah. Mallory said I could go off the charts here because we can have fun because we all know that Gunner's the favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that I think that Gunner has to be the favorite there. Um, they've been number one wire to wire. They've shown no signs of slipping. They had one game that was pretty close with Bells, and I want to say they won by two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't feel like there's a team out there that is. I don't want to say in Gunner's weight class, mm-hmm. but like they just do seem like the class of 3A Division two. Sure. Yeah. No, I 100% agree with that. Okay. So let's bounce up to Region 1. So Canadian is 30-1 and one in their last... Uh, in their last 31 Region <laughs> 1 playoff games. And that's not enough for Mallory Hartley. <laughs> Trash. Fantastic. Mallory Hartley, no. the Wallhawks, I, I don't I, hate it. I, I don't hate it. I mean, looking at their schedule, I think they've had a couple of pretty good wins. I think that Jim Ned win was pretty good. I know mm-hmm. Jim Ned's not up to their normal standards mm-hmm. as they usually Won are. Won their district. But I think that that Jim Ned win was good. I think the Cisco loss is a little concerning just because I don't think Cisco is is. I think I think Jim. Uh, they're, big, well, they're bigger than, than Cisco. them for sure. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I think that's a little concerning. But I really like this wall defense too, mm-hmm. led by defensive back Nathan Pepper. He's just a lockdown kind of guy. We talked about him on Women Talking Football a couple months ago. But I just I really like this defense, and I think that that that's enough to. They're, to and their flex bone offense. One. Their flex bone offense is a problem. Mm-hmm. Their flex bone yes. offense is a problem. It's hard to study for. It's hard to get ready for. They're dropping down definitely. from three division one. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I was fixing to say that's the other thing when you get into here the drop down too their their numbers are good like yes. they have mm-hmm. good numbers compared to mm-hmm. a Canadian team that mm-hmm. could they have get a hurt. lot of experience on defense too I think yeah. they got like ten or twelve defensive starters that returned from last year yeah. so I'm I like the experience that this defense they've got they've got table. playoff pedigree they are mm-hmm. district champions certainly um, I just think that Canadian <laughs> owns Region One and until somebody I don't. I, disagree I until think somebody beats them in region one i just sure. i think they've got to be the pick yeah, yeah basically it feels like gunner uh canadian out of that side mm-hmm. of the bracket just seems like every year is the no. is the matchup uh region two we've all got gunner um i don't i i i don't know i think that the, the second best team in that region is maybe bells and they've already beaten them um yeah. maybe holiday like if you want to get on board with holiday their defense is pretty good but just like again with gunner much like Canadian, they've just been so dominant. They've won 28 straight Region Four, yeah. game, Region Two games. Well, yeah. and they even you look at the the win they had against Brock, which is a three A Division One mm-hmm. team that we're very very high on. And when they beat them, we didn't even bat an eye. We yeah. were just like, yep. I mean, to be honest with you, that's kind of what we expected. Yeah. Yep. Region Three. Um, Again, four of us like Newton. Mm-hmm. Four of us like Newton, and I, I just think when you take a look at what Newton's been able to do this year, they've got that one loss on the year. It was back to um, it was back to Woodville, which ended up you know, aging pretty well. It's a three A Division one team. They got wins over Jasper, which has aged very well. Uh, they beat West Orange Stark, and then they rolled through their district. Their defense has been locked down. This feels like a vintage Newton team to me. If they've been absent a couple of years from AT and T, and now it feels like this is the team that's starting to has the speed, has the overall team to kind of. Get back to there, but me and Mallory did see West Russ. I think play. they looked really. I think Let's go to Hartley Island good. over here. Sure, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say I, I do think this looks like a really good team. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. had a couple of losses on the season so far, but playing against Miniola, I think they looked really, really mm-hmm. good. They were able to pretty much contain Dawson Pendergrass to a really mm-hmm. good degree. Shout yeah. out Dawson and, Pendergrass. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> got him into the playoffs. <laughs> but still, I really, I just, I like this West Rusk team. I don't know if it's enough to beat Newton, but I wouldn't score. be surprised if. 
if it were to happen. If it yeah. gets into a shootout, they yeah. can hold with it, which is something that a Newton squad yeah. hasn't had to face all year. No one has yeah. been able to get into yeah. any sort of a shootout. And if anyone was going to do it, I think you're yeah. right Maybe with Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah. I like Andon Mott. I like their quarterback a lot. Yeah, um, he looked yeah. really, really good. So it, this, this, I'd probably pencil them in as the second, mm-hmm. my second team out of that region. So, uh, so then in Region 4, let's all gang up. Gang up on the Canadian guy, because yeah. um, all of us like Poth. Mm. We've all got Poth, with yeah. the exception of Step, who who likes Lexington out of Region Four. Uh, this is, to me, Poth has been the the most consistently excellent program in Region Four. Uh, even with the one loss, they had that loss to a one point loss to Shiner on basically the last play of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I don't know, I, they feel like, especially with the way that that defense is humming right now, they feel like the team to beat, with all due respect to Lexington, who's 10-0, but I think that I think that they've also walked a, a tougher, I think that Poth, rather, has walked a tougher path. Yeah, easily. I've been waiting for Poth to kind of have this breakout year ever since 2019, I believe, was when they kind of mm-hmm. get, really got on the radar, and it seems like they've always been right there, ready for a breakout, and this year seems like their best team. Yeah. I remember when we, uh, it was after their game against Falls City, which it was when we kind of got the notion that Falls City was not up to the normal standards, but Ish and I were driving to, out to a game that next day, and I was like, "You did you see that? <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. And we, we were talking then in week two of or three of the season of going this defense is legit and they've carried that on the rest of the year yeah most certainly and so i am uh, but i think we, we all agree that gunner has got to be the team to beat there in in three division two they look the part and yeah i mean nobody's really been able to touch them aside from brock who's in the next classification mm-hmm. so i just want mallory in a wall shirt like we need to get mallory a wall shirt <laughs> and a west rusk one well, i've got a bracelet so come on wall so you can find all things texas high school football at texas playoffs rather at texasfootball.com slash playoffs on to 3a division one now and 3a division one yeah. we've got some things to talk about here mm-hmm. a few different things a lot of things uh, to talk first about. and foremost we're all split on titles yeah um yeah that's cool. and and so uh three of us mallory hartley ashley pickle and myself are rolling with franklin the defending 3A Division II state champs making the move up to 3A Division One, the number one team in the state. Yeah, and the other two are wrong. I just think that Bryson Washington and uh, Javen Jackson, Jaden Jackson rather, and that rushing attack is so hard to defend for mm-hmm. four quarters, and I think that that's gonna that's gonna give them an edge in pretty much every game. Now, the interesting thing is they've got to go through because you guys. Uh, Step both Step and Ish, if you're listening on the podcast, you guys are going with Malakoff. Yes. I think this is Malakoff's best shot, mm-hmm. um, mainly because the big bad wolf for Malakoff has always been Grandview. They get the right side of the bracket mm-hmm. where they wouldn't see Grandview until the regional final, and I don't think Grandview is going to make the regional final this year. This isn't the Grandview team that we're used to seeing. They got the, they got the better of Malakoff earlier in the regular season, so again, this that would be a favorable matchup for Grandview. I don't think they make it that far, so I think this is Malakoff's shot, which is why I'm going with them. Not only coming out of that region, but I think in a one-off, I like them. I like them in their quarterback. I like the way that they're playing right now. I mean, I believe uh, Mike Jones is a sophomore quarterback, so like he's very he's a very talented, underrated Who? player. Mike Jones. I wasn't gonna do it because like that'd be like. I mean, there it was, was doing it a would, thing. It really, yeah, like, no, so. it was there was a there was a there was a, there was a silent acknowledgement right, between exactly. you and I, exactly. and I appreciate you but, understanding the yeah. the score here. Okay, That's let's fun. bounce up to Region One. Let's bounce up to Region One, where we're we've got <laughs> some we've got more things to talk about here. Region One, 
Ish and Pickle taking Brock. Mm-hmm. You guys are just going to ride or die. Like, <laughs> I was just going to say, look, we've, look, look we're, we've been waiting for this team to look yeah. like Brock all year. Yeah. And sure, 0 and 4 to start, whatever. The mm-hmm. schedule was weird and hard, and they looked good. They haven't looked as great in mm-hmm. district as maybe we thought. I still think they're going to turn it We on. saw them play. I mean, we we did. We saw their yeah, game against true. Wichita Falls Hershey, which they were punching up a classification, and they took a, a Wichita Falls Hershey team that has two Division One FBS prospects and mm-hmm. took them into overtime. I think this team can figure it out. Also, I have died on this Brock Hill all year <laughs> long. I'm not going back now. I'm either Respect. going to look like an idiot for the entire year or yeah. I'm going to look like Respect. the smartest person, and I'm not willing to waver on that. Um, <laughs> Mallory and Step, you guys are going with Whitesboro in Region 1. Yeah. And yeah. This well, hey, one... listen, they arguably, there's many people who think that Whitesboro did beat Brock. Yeah. That came down to mm-hmm. a very controversial call at the end. It did, and I... I think I'm going to take the Shiner Referio ideology on this a little bit too. It's really, really hard to beat a good team twice, especially because of how close this mm-hmm. game was. And so they wouldn't meet up until it looks like the regional finals. Um, I think that Whitesboro might have the easier path when it comes to the regional finals mm-hmm. than Brock. So I'm going to also take that kind of ideology yeah. that they have an mm-hmm. easier path to get to and maybe they can pull it out this time. I'm going to go, and I'm going off the board, and I'm going with Bushland. I now, love this pick. Now, I hate that you took it. Now, Bushland, it. Bushland does have the loss on the year where they, well, a couple weeks ago where they lost to Shallow Water. Mm-hmm. And and there's ample reason to, to be spooked off of Bushland from there. But I think that was a blip. I think that was a wake-up call for them. I think that they're going to get they're going to get back and, and and rolling again. That Remember, offense is so fun. Their offense can can hum. Josh Reynolds' offense is 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 humming right now, and they've got a really impressive resume. Like they've got wins over Canadian, over Childress, over Dumas, over El Paso Riverside. Uh, that one loss on the year is to Shallow Water, and I think it's hard to beat a good team twice. Now Shallow Water could make us all look dumb and win the region. Sure. Uh, but and and Region One I think is is pretty tough. But I think that I'm glad that we're kind of I, I hate to say I'm glad we're in disagreement, but I think that that speaks to the depth of region one and yeah. how it really could go any which way anyway yeah region two four of us like malakoff here four of us like malakoff uh for the reasons that you laid out and i agree with you i think that this team is is ready for prime time we go over to the to pickle island over here i just to talk a little pottsboro yeah i can't uh I can't buy in on Malakoff. I really can't because I genuinely, genuinely thought that this was going to be the year in the regular season that they took down Grandview and they cannot get over that hump. Mm-hmm. I agree yeah. with Ish when he says, I don't think Grandview is going to make it that far, but I think that Pottsboro is a better team than Grandview. And if they can't beat Grandview, then I think that they, I just, I don't know. I like this Pottsboro team. I think that the depth is there. I also think that their size advantage plays a mm-hmm. lot into it that Malakoff just might not have. I just, Malik, I get burned by Malakoff every year. I couldn't do it. They're your, that, mine is Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, I was I like, it. I always want to say, this is the year, this is the year, this is the year, this is not the I don't That's think fair. it's the year. Okay. I know we picked pretty much all the same team besides Pickle, but I think still this region was really, really oh, I no. even texted Pickle last yeah. night and was like, <laughs> oh, no. who she, in the heck am I supposed to pick out of this region? Because yeah, it can, no. it's a coin flip. You're spot on. Mm-hmm. Region three, region two, rather. I, I had mean, to go back to this one. So, so here's, me too. So yeah, like, to teams, like here, here's who I think, you know, and this is, you know, this is me talking here, but here's who I think it would be reasonable to pick out of region three, region two, rather. I think it would be reasonable to pick Malakoff, mm-hmm. West, yep. Grandview, uh, Pottsboro, Tatum, mm-hmm. right? Winsboro. Winsboro. Winsboro's nine and one. I almost went with Jefferson. Winsboro. Won their district championship, I mean, right? It's just a cool it is a real <laughs> Mount Vernon. Like mm-hmm. Mount Vernon is the team that won the region the last few years, yep. mm-hmm. right? So this is like this is the, this is where the the most depth is. I think. Maybe, yes, you know, for sure. 
The second most depth is probably in Region 3, which is probably where we're, that's where we're going next, and this is where we have the most disagreements. I think it's fascinating that the team, the people who picked Franklin, myself, Pickle, and Mallory, like, we're like, we basically think if they get out of Region 3, then they'll win the title. They're the champions, yeah. Right? You guys obviously don't think you know, you you're taking Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. You're this is this has been your darling ever since seven on seven. Very yeah. much so. Now the difference is, of course, you can't really tell the trenches from seven yeah. on seven. So that's where yeah. they I think the weakness is comparatively to the rest of the region. But you look at guys like their quarterback Lloyd Jones. They have a stellar junior class. Damian McDaniel is one of the most underrated receivers. I think he recently got an Oregon offer, so like he's really b- bursting mm-hmm. through the mainstream. Um, I believe Bryce Dorsey is another one of their mm-hmm. playmakers. I just think these guys have playmakers all over the field and I don't know if they're going to be able to match 60 minutes with another mm-hmm. team like a Franklin up in the trenches but I think they're the team that can maybe hit a home run or two catch a couple teams off guard and all of a sudden put teams like Franklin in a bit of a hole where they haven't been before 14 nothing 21 7 those kind of things and jump out on them um, again the the difference will be if they can block for that long to be able to set up these long plays, because again, their athleticism is there. They made that run in seven on seven, and I'm glad that they're kind of justifying that run in the fall with actual, you know, eleven on eleven football uh, being pretty successful. They are they're a home run hitting team, yeah. and that that is the thing that I think you can say about Franklin and Hitchcock is they hit home yeah. runs, yeah. and you've got to contain them for 48 minutes. Yeah. Um, I will say one of their biggest wins of the year. Over Furio mm-hmm. in a team. I know they're two A. I know they're a classification below, but a talk about a team no. that beats in you up trenches, in the trenches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a good resume Absolutely. and a good hint towards maybe they can actually match up in the trenches. Step one with Columbus. Um, a lot of Columbus, in my opinion, is about whether or not you think that loss to Hitchcock was a blip or like a a, a canary in the coal mine. Mm-hmm. And and Columbus looks the part. They got a showable quarterback, so that's usually good news. Their defense has been pretty strong. The question is. You know, do you think that they would win a rematch? How do you think they'd match up with Franklin? I mean, this is a really, this is another really deep region uh, where you've got a number of different teams that you could, you could, you could certainly dream on. Columbus, uh, obviously, in that mix. Uh, you know, Franklin. The three of us are going with them. Uh, we haven't even mentioned Lorena, who plays Columbus in the first round, by the way. Yeah. Um, Hitchcock, Cameron Yo. That District Eleven versus District Twelve is going to be the real power nexus. Well, I think, too, since we haven't talked much about Franklin, and obviously we all like them, I think that we'll get a really good answer as to just how deep this Franklin team is because their first-round matchup is against Hallettsville. And say what you will, we haven't mentioned them at all about this yeah. region, mm-hmm. and they're a very, very oh, yeah. good team. So, like, that to me will be the I'll measuring... Also be yeah, that's the measuring stick that I need is this by-district round for Franklin mm-hmm. to see because I think they're a murder machine. Line. Like, yeah. I just don't think there's a single team in this entire bracket that can stop them right now. Uh, so that's 3A Division One. We can move on to four. Hey, go back. Region four, my friends. Allow me to introduce you to three very smart people and two (laughs) not so smart people. Mallory, Ish, and I all taking the Lano Yellow Jackets and then the other two dummies taking Edna. All due respect to Edna. Yeah. um, I Here's... Here's, a lot of Edna hate on this show. Yeah, a lot of Edna hate. <laughs> uh, All due respect to Edna. So Edna no. does have the one loss in the year, but it was to Refuria, which is a yeah. team that we think pretty highly of, although it is a, a 2A team, so again, grain of salt. Uh, but since then, they've got a great win over Sinton. Like, I think to me, if you take mm-hmm. that Refurio loss and the Sinton win, they basically cancel each other out mm-hmm. because it's like that's a really good win over a good Sinton team that's a 4A team. Their defense has given up, gave up 18 points in district play. Uh, their defense has hit another level, has Edna. And here's the other thing about it. I like Lana. Okay. I like Lana. Someone cut that. Can you give me the single? Mm-hmm. I like Lana. 
done. Show's over. Thank y'all for joining us for our playoff <laughs> prediction show. <laughs> they are reliant on bullying people in the trenches, and I'm not sure they can do that to Edna. I think Edna up front is very is vi- like is very physical, and they're going to be able to match Lano up front, and that is to me why I give the edge to the Cowboys. So there you have it. You can all throw tomatoes at me from Lano County. Um, oh, don't worry. We've been doing that for a while now. I'm aware. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so there you have it. Uh, and then, we, yeah, obviously we all kind of split on the, on the titles, which I think is great. And I think it tells you kind of how fun 3A Division how 1 has a chance to be. How crazy this division is, yeah. yeah. And, like, there could be one or two upsets that we don't see coming that just, like, blows everything out of the, out of the water. Yeah. Because this has also been the the, the um, district, or the, rather the classification, that's given us surprises. Lorena last year mm-hmm. was a surprise. Oh, my gosh, um, that one weekend over, like, Thanksgiving, like, yeah. last year or whatever, there, do you remember that? Yeah. Grandview ended up losing, yeah. like, just chaos every Jim year. Jim Ned, a couple uh-huh. of years, 2020, yes. they were yeah. a big surprise. So this has been the classification that historically in recent years has given us the big surprises. Do they have another one in store find out together you can find all the brackets everything you need for the texas high football playoffs at texasfootball.com slash playoffs now on to 4a pickle to 4a division two and let's talk a little bit about a lot more chalk <laughs> chalk yes. although <laughs> although there's some like three of y'all are in complete lockstep i think yes. or two of y'all the three of y'all all three in the all middle three of us ish pickle and step completely completely the same and Mallory. Mallory and I, uh, well, no. Mallory and I dare to be different. Now, Mallory is right. So let's start I, with this. Four yeah. of us, four of us are rolling with Carthage to win the state championship. Mm-hmm. The quietest murder machine in America. Yeah. <laughs> they have been, we haven't talked like, it feels like we have not talked at all. And there's always one. There's always one team that goes wire to wire at number one and just just mulches people mm-hmm. and we don't talk about them. And a part of uh, that scares me a little bit that we haven't talked about them. You and know? this year, this year it's Carthage. Uh, yeah. Because they have yeah. outscored their opponents uh, 507 to 95. Remember last year the big concern was that their offense really never got into gear? Well, mm-hmm. they're averaging 51 points a game. <laughs> they're averaging, winning games by an average of 41 points a game. They have wins over 5A Marshall, which is a playoff team. Mm-hmm. They have a win over Kilgore, right? They have a win over Center. They have a win over Van. They have a win over Rusk. And all those games were no contests. Um, so I like Carthage. And they also have a coach who has eight state championship rings. I like Carthage. Yeah. It's, like it's, Carthage. Kind of like a, it's kind of like a history thing. Step likes yeah. Carthage. Yeah. And Pickle likes Carthage. We go to our Chief Silsby correspondent, <laughs> Mallory Hartley, who's going to roll with the Tigers. <laughs> no, I like I like the Silsby team a lot. I really like Draylon Miller. And... Mm-hmm. When I filled out my bracket at first, I was like, I had Carthage. And I was like, I was looking at region two. I was Mm -hmm. like, that's a really tough region to get through. We've Mm -hmm. got Pleasant Grove, you've got Gilmer, Rusk has been good, Mm -hmm. and Carthage. I just think that Silsby's got a much easier path to that state championship. I think that they're gonna be better rested maybe. And when um, it comes to that, and I know that Carthage has been this murder machine all year, and it's hard to pick against Carthage, but I really like Draylon Miller. I think he's the would be the best player in that game. I'm going to push back against you on one thing. I think Region 3 is super deep. We'll get to that in a minute. I think Region 3 is super deep. And I think it's deeper than you guys are giving it credit for, because all y'all are on Silsby in Region 3. We'll get to them in a moment. And mm. I think... I think Region Three is deeper. Let's we'll start Region One. Region One, uh, we've got four of us, four of y'all mm-hmm. on Hershey. Mm-hmm. You guys like Hershey? To me, we were talking about this in bracketology. Yes. I think there's really only 
two choices here in Region One. I think so. it's and we it's kind of reflected here. You guys like Hershey. I'm going with Glen Rose. I think those are it's it's one or the other. Basically, like. Hershey's going to have the two best players on the field. I think in any game until mm-hmm. they get to a region, a state semifinal. I was fixing it. Yeah, my my biggest thing is to like all due respect to both of these teams, but their their championship is the regional finals. Yeah, mm-hmm. whoever can win that, that's great. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that the competition is there when you put them in the state. Semifinal. I think the difference between yeah. region, oh, you know, and, and heck, it's vast. It's it, a vast it difference. When you think about like last year. China Spring was the one that beat Carthage, mm-hmm. and they made it through. You know that that's where the, the real power nexus was. So then you go to Region Two. Region Two, we're in lockstep on Carthage. Yep. But again, I want to stress that like unanimity. Like second, third round, right? Potentially. What's that? Carthage, yeah. Gilmer. Second they, round. They or third round. Third, third round. round. Yeah. Third, third round. round. Regional semifinal. Carthage and Gilmer. That's number one versus number two. Yeah. Right. Like. I want to continue to say, I'll continue to say the same things, which people watch the show, they know I just say the same five things. Um, unanimity does not mean confidence. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Now, I think Carthage is the best team in the state. I really do. I think there's confidence with this one. <laughs> I don't know, man. Gilmer's really good. Pleasant Grove's really good. It's tough. I feel like Gilmer, I'm sorry, but I just feel like Gilmer is the same thing that we're going to say with, uh, oh gosh, what did we just say it about? Hang on, I went blank continue on with what you were saying Malakoff yeah Malakoff and Grandview it's just one of those things like no matter how good they are they walk out with Carthage across their chest and they're down 14 until I see it I just can't believe it that's fair Uh, that's a fair uh, fair argument and look we're all taking Carthage (laughs) but for the sake of argument (laughs) but but I also think that the unanimity we have in our picks it lies to you a little bit about how like, because I think that, that it's region still is super deeper. competitive. Right. Yeah. Okay. So on to region three, which is where I want to have a conversation with Mallory, <laughs> because y'all are all on Silsby, and I get it. I like that. I, I, I like Silsby a lot. Quero, Belleville, Waco, Connolly, Jasper. I think region God, three is super deep, and if you want to talk about a path that that Silsby would have to walk, they'll probably beat West Columbia. They'll probably beat Smithville. Then they're going to get in consecutive weeks, Belleville, and then maybe Quero, and then whoever wins Region 4, we all like Wimberley. Mm-hmm. I think they have a very tough path. I like what Quero brings to the table. Maybe it's pedigree. Maybe it's because they've made that deep playoff run before. Mm-hmm. Now, Silsby's no stranger to deep playoff runs, and they've got that dude. Uh, I've made the point before that I'm getting real Trendavian-Dixon vibes from from uh, Draylon Miller mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, just throw him the ball and like good things will happen. Right. But I think region three is much more wide open than, than, than at first glance, because I think Belleville is really dangerous. I think Connolly, when they play to their paper is really dangerous. The question yeah, there is depth though. Yeah. The question, the question with Connolly is similar. It's a, to me, like a hyper version of what I talked about with Hitchcock, where they have Kobe Black, they have guys on the outside that can run with anybody. The second one of those guys are out for a play or it goes down, mm-hmm. They're, they're too deep. is just not there. Me and Mallory saw them take care of business against Springtown. Just like absolutely mm-hmm. looks stellar. But again, there was a weird loss on their schedule, and I can't remember. Um, For who? Uh, Connolly. Um, earlier in the year where you're like, oh. But then you look, oh, there was, yeah. it, it was because they had injury. They, mm-hmm. Their quarterback mm-hmm. was out. And so, they're, like, yeah. it, their too deep just isn't there. Connolly they, lost a game to... Or was it? it was a Brownwood. Brownwood. They got, they yeah, got, they got, they got mulched by Brownwood. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like again, Brownwood's very yeah. Good and then we'll Brownwood went and lost to Stephenville the next week. Right. So that's yeah. that's actually how that one mm-hmm. aged poorly. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah. So that's where my concern with uh, Conley comes in. But I I'm with Mallory here. I I think I like Sillsby a lot. Draylon Miller's been 
I mean, it's hard to talk about five best players in the state in any classification and it's not fair. have his name in there. It's fair. I just want to make sure that we are putting on wax that I think Region 3 it's difficult. is really yeah. deep yeah. Yeah. and really tough to navigate. There are other regions, like we were talking about Hershey and Glenrose. Mm-hmm. I think Region 1's pretty manageable. Honestly, Seminole is maybe a bit of a sleeper up there in Region 1, but I think for Region 3, there's just a lot of depth. Now, is it weird that we haven't talked about, and again, this is kind of just where they are this year, Western Stark. It is weird, right? Yeah. But this is the time when they turn it on. Yeah. Like this time. And, yeah. and Hiawatha Hickman knows that. And he's Which a, is he's exactly a, he's why I think I went with Silsy, just because I feel like they have been more battle-tested throughout mm-hmm. the year. Sure. I think that mm-hmm. Quero got yeah. two really good wins. We basically penciled them in to never have to talk about them again. Mm-hmm. They lost to Cal Allen. I think Cal Allen's a murder machine. But after that, it's been kind of like, okay. I just think, I think Silsby's been absolutely battle-tested. Okay. I like that. I think, too, Draylon Miller is also only a junior, so I don't think if it's yeah. their year this year, I think they've got a oh, really well, good chance yeah. of coming back next yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. All right, and then in Region 4, we are in lockstep with, with Wimberley. This mm-hmm. yeah. this is another region where it really does feel like Wimberley's to lose. Um, Which, shout out to them, too, because they lost Cash McCollum, so yeah. you know, new kids <laughs> stepping the, in. The, the other team I would throw out there, the other team I would throw out there as, as a sleeper there would be Sinton. Sinton took three losses in non-district to Beeville Jones, to Edna, and to Lavernia, mm-hmm. um, and I think kind of people buried them. But they're 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 humming right now. They're humming right now. And Mike Troutman is a, is a madman. So um, there's that. But then we all, except for uh, Mallory, like Carthage to win uh, title number ten. So. Stick with it. Rip it. Let's go, Silsby. Don't, Don't let me down. Don't let me down. That's right. Y'all are gonna y'all are gonna feel sorry when Gilmer beats Carthage. <laughs> exactly. and you're gonna be at a loss. I'm gonna be like, oh. Ooh, my who who could have guessed this? <laughs> Wouldn't it be a shame if someone happened to pick Sylvie? You can find all the brackets and everything you need for the Texas High School Football Playoffs at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. All right, let's roll on to 4A Division One, where we've got a few different things to talk about here. Mm-hmm. A few different things to talk about. Um, three, Four of us like the Ooh, same Ishmael. state champion. The number one team in the state, the China Spring <laughs> Cougars, the reigning 4A Division II state champions making the move up. Uh, they have that kind of signature win over Stephenville a couple of weeks ago. Um, we all like them in Region 2, and four of us like them to win the state championship, mm-hmm. but not five of us. Yeah. I personally like Jeff Reardon, so I don't know. <laughs> You don't, I don't know, know about anyway. y'all. So, it said, hey, don't I get J's if I pick him? So, anyway, so let's let's make one thing clear. I picked Chapel Hill, Coach Reardon. So I don't know about these guys. My my thing is here. Now, you just saw him, right? What? Did you? Were, did no, 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 he didn't go. Steps on. So my, so my, but Roach and all them were there. Is, this is a team that's, yes, they stumbled in the regular season a little bit, right? They first two out of the gates. First two out of the gates. We're like, oh, geez. Gilmer, whatever. Sure, fine. But they lose to Van. You're like, okay, what? Is this the team we thought they would be? Mm-hmm. I think this is a team that's been, for better or worse, since the last snap of last year's game where they lost uh, to LBJ, they were trying to get back to uh, that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think that in August, they were thinking about November. And that's, to me, this is a this is still a young team, probably a team a year away from being their absolute best. But I think this is a team that has the highest ceiling of any team in this classification, if I'm being, if I'm being honest. Also, potentially the lowest floor they could also go mm-hmm. out pretty early if things just don't fall right if the early season ver- the early version of them was the version that mm-hmm. they are they could absolutely get upset in the early rounds but 
I'm going with the high ceiling. I'm going with the athleticism, the athletes they have there. I just think they've been thinking about this time of year for about a year now. They are so young. Yes. And they are so, they're Mm -hmm. so young and they are so home run heavy. Oh yeah. That that is both their greatest asset Mm -hmm. and their greatest downfall. Sure. Is that if the home runs aren't hitting, I don't know if they can grind out a team. You know what I mean? I have some concerns about their defense, but at the same time, they have got, they will be the most explosive team in every game they play. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they'll be the most explosive team in every game they play. And so the question is, does that win out? Well, and that's that's what, when I, because I watched the entirety of that Chapel Hill Kilgore game yeah. on, uh, on Texan Live, Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Uh, subscribe but uh the thing that like worried me was the offensive line because there were back-to-back plays where they would look like the most dominant unit on that front and then the next play they would give up some crazy sack and it's so like the inconsistency there is what scares me yeah well i don't fully trust that quarterback either i mean i don't during that cool gore game demetrius couple of turnovers yeah. that I thought were not yeah and that's that's the youth coming into he has play ten, yeah. he has 10 picks right he's a sophomore he's still yeah. a sophomore uh Ricky Stewart of course another one of their dynamic sophomores 1500 yards rushing on the year like I said I I think this is the high again I mentioned it high ceiling low, low floor yeah. Though, right yeah. there's yeah. a big variance there's yeah. a big variance if they yeah. play if they play to their paper six times they're gonna win a state championship mm-hmm. sure plain and simple I think I think there's an argument they're the most talented team in the bracket mm-hmm. so let's go back let's bounce up to region one region one uh the four of us here, the smart people here, um, the Americans, like uh, like Brownwood, uh, Brownwood to win to win the region. I think that they, I think that they that they that Stephenville loss, I think woke them up, mm. and I think that they went out there and they figured some things out. Most especially, they figured things out really defensively since then, and I think they've been rolling. Another thing about them, this is just a small thing. They had a week eleven open date. And I think that matters. Like yes. heading into there, I think they're the favorites. Steps rolling with Decatur in Region One, which is I think um, it's the other team. The other the like other if you, team. If you would look at the top two teams in that region, I probably would pencil those two in. Yeah, Brownwood and Decatur. Uh, if if you're looking for a third, it's probably El Paso I mean, Riverside. Wichita Falls. Wichita Falls. Mm-hmm. Dub the coyote. Dub the coyote. Dub the coyote. They're, they've uh, been rolling. Yeah, for sure. They're they're brimming with confidence right now. But I would say that Brownwood, maybe Decatur, are yeah. there. We're in lockstep on Region Two. Uh, region two, we all took China Spring. I do think it's amazing how they've just put Cash McCollum in there and like changed the and, and a new coach. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like the offense has continued to hum. Their defense is pretty good too. I don't know if it's quite as good as it was last year, mm, but no. that's a really high bar. Yeah, right. So then we get to Region three, and y'all are all rolling with Chapel Hill. We've talked at length about Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. Allow me to tell you the good news <laughs> of the Lumberton Raiders. Okay. <laughs> James Reyes, I've been on Lumberton for a while now. I think Lumberton's really good. They've got one loss on the year. It was to Houston St. Thomas, who is a state-ranked private school team. Um, But this team is humming, and their offense is fun to watch. They have got a lot of different playmakers out there that can beat you in a variety of different ways. Uh, This junior quarterback, Lucas Powell, has been fantastic. They've got a 1,000-yard running back in Jaden Ward. This offense is humming. They're brimming with confidence. And and I know it's not all about the draw, but I think that they got a pretty good draw. Uh, you know, they would get Ch- Chapel Hill in the regional semifinals. That would be like the real big test. And at that point, they'd probably run into a team like El Campo, which is mm-hmm. crazy. We haven't even mentioned a team like El Campo. I was about to say that. Speaking of teams with slow starts, right? They were a team that really started off slow. Yeah. But again, if it's just the Ruben Owens show. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, like he could be again. He could just decide to turn it on and run for 400 yards a game. Exactly. Yeah. So it's 
it's wild. Like you mentioned, now that now that you mentioned it, I didn't realize we haven't even mentioned. El, well, and here's the funny thing: we're going to get, get we're probably yeah, going to get El hard. Campo and Kilgore in the second round of the playoffs, and sure. that is a tasty matchup. That's a really really fun matchup, and we'll cut, like we'll kind in of help shape take, the rest Kilgore of the bracket. Wins. That's right. To Region Four we go, and Region Four again. I do think that I'm glad this is split the way that it is. That there's. It's basically 50-50. You can't be 50-50 on f- with five picks, I know. But it's split down the middle. The math don't be mathing. Math don't be mathing that way. <laughs> Where three of us, Step, Ish, and Mallory, are taking Bernie, and two of us, Pickle and Tepper, are taking Cal Allen. Those are, in my opinion, the clear two best teams yeah. in Region 4. Yeah. I have, I think I told you about this on the Brockatology video, I have a theory about Cal Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been opening up the office. I know the past couple of years they've been spreading it out a little bit more they, mm-hmm. they still ran the ball but they opened up the formation a little bit this year they're definitely reverted more to a spread oriented offense mm-hmm. i think that's more in line with what a team like bernie has seen consistently all year and i think the difference maker for cal allen has been in the past that offense that grinded teams into mm-hmm. dust and we saw them almost get a state championship out of it against alito when alito didn't know how to stop the offense mm-hmm. I wonder if now they're just another really good spread team that Bernie's like, oh, we've seen this before. Interesting. Right? Yeah. So that's my theory. Mm-hmm. When they get out of that Coastal Bend region, if they play it. Now, granted, that's still probably, what is that, a regional final? That'll be a regional final. So, Bernie. like, sure, that's yeah. still me saying they'll probably make a regional final. But at that point, then I wonder about their top end uh, mm-hmm. uh, ceiling against a team like Bernie, who's like, oh, this is like an offense that we can watch. Like, uh, look back on what, we, what South Oak Cliff had to do with Liberty Hill, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we got to find film on this team because we never played. Bernie's like, oh, we'll just throw on the whatever film because we. Mm-hmm. This is a similar offense to what we've seen before. Um, yeah, uh, and then uh, I think it's Jackson Bays. Is that the name of the quarterback? Yes. There's, yes. there's two. There, yeah. there are two Bays. There's two Bays. Uh, yeah. One of them. One's a receiver. One's a receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The older one's the receiver. But this sophomore quarterback for Bernie's been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot to like about them. Their defense has really, has really, I think, rounded rounded into form recently, and they've been they've been very, very strong. Um, the the other the other team I want to make sure we mention here, because I think they I think they can ruin some seasons, including Cal Allen's in the second round. San Antonio Davenport. Yeah, first year team. First year team. They've got a, a they one got Shaston Golden. Yeah, Shaston okay? Golden. That dude's a bad man. Mm-hmm. He's a bad man. Which honestly, if you want to if you want to go to what Ish was saying, which I totally see his point there. I still think the Cal Allen defense is just too much for a team like Bernie, but we'll get a really good glimpse of that with Davenport. If they go yeah. out there and absolutely shut down Davenport, then I don't have any doubt that they yeah. could shut down a team like Bernie, mm-hmm. but that'll be a good sample size to see. Most certainly. So there it is, our 4A Division One st- uh, picks. Uh, uh, Ish likes Chapel Hill. The remainder of us like China Spring. Should be a lot of fun. You know what's funny? We didn't even mention uh, the defending 4A Division One state champs in Stephenville, which is crazy. Yeah. They're just they're crazy. Just I mean, I think our defense, like the they're defense. They're the cardiac kids. They're I gonna can't, get, here's the thing. They're going to yeah. get a second-round matchup with Anna. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that'll tough. really tell the tale. Yeah. But that defense, that defense, we've been waiting for it. that defense to come around, and it just like kind of hasn't. So mm-hmm. it's very interesting. Anyway, that's our 4A Division One picks. You can find complete coverage of the 2022 Texas High School Football Playoffs at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. And now a word from our friends at VCR Now. 
born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Back here on the Texas Football Today, Texas High School Football Playoff Prediction Special. Greg Tepper, Ishmael Johnson, Mallory Hartley, Ashley Pickle rolling out our 2022 Texas High School Football Playoff Predictions. You can find everything you need for the 2022 Texas High School Football Playoffs at texasfootball.com slash playoffs, including printable brackets. Ish and I put together printable brackets for you this week. Don't let our death be in vain. <laughs> Go print them out and fill them out. We also have a pick'em, right? Our playoff pick'em is yes, live. Playoff pick'em for by district round is live. Should be live right now. Yeah. Um, can't say for sure, but we'll, I did it. <laughs> now up to the now up to the nerds who, who make it all work. I did it. Let's roll the five A Division two now. Getting into big school territory. Rolling out our five A Division two state championship picks and we have got a few different things to talk about mm-hmm. three different teams predicted for state championships uh step and i are rolling with south oakland yeah i'm gonna ride or die okay I, I, I have been on this bandwagon all year long i've been saying that i thought that those three losses at the beginning of the year were um because of strength of quality and once they start playing teams within their own weight class they're going to be okay i am not without my concerns mm-hmm the offense has been inconsistent, but what, the least. but what hasn't been inconsistent, even in their losses, has been the defense. Sure. And I think that that win over Parrish Episcopal has aged really well. It looks like they've figured things out offensively. The only thing that concerns me is this does have a little bit of Carthage feel to it of yeah. last year, yeah. where if they go out there and they play a pretty good defense that holds them mm-hmm. to like 10 points, they could lose a game 14-10. Do you know what I mean? That's the concern for me. I still think they're the most talented team in the bracket. Yeah. And as a result, I think that's going to win out, especially with that pedigree. I think they're the fastest team in the bracket, too, and that's going to help them. Pickle, you and Ish are on Fort Bend Marshall. Mm-hmm. Shout out Mo City. Um, yeah, I. man, the concerns with the South of Cliff offense are just – They've played what three, four different quarterbacks this year. They they're still switching. They're still switch. Right. They're, we it, talked about that on Football Friday. They're still switching in between two of them. They played two of them against Woodrow Wilson last yeah. week. And I think that's good enough to get them to a regional final, potentially to a state semifinal, mm-hmm. right? But at that point, yeah, I think you get you're gonna have to score some you have, points. You mm-hmm. have to choose yeah. eventually. And I just do not see. I don't know. I think. Fort Bend Marshall's been that team on the cusp, right? They made a couple of state championship games, of course, with that Malik Hornsby, uh, Devon A. Chain mm-hmm. team. I think this is the year. It's not maybe not that top-end talent year, but I think this is the year where 
I'm not too overly confident about any of the teams. Mm-hmm. And I think that a, a program that's consistently talented and gifted as a Fort Ben Marshall, this is the year where they just went out because they are just the, yeah. the constant. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And my thing about that is we, every single year that Fort Ben Marshall, that we think that they might have a chance to do it, we really, we say that, but mm-hmm. it's with a grain of salt because they haven't been tested. Mm-hmm. We have no yeah. idea really what that is. This year, they have they have been well tested in multiple in their non-district in their district schedule was a lot more difficult than it usually is so the fact that we've seen them tested i feel like goes a long way and i really just think they're by far the best team on the right side of the bracket yeah maybe and also well also the teams that have gotten them have been the physical alito teams that like just like mow everybody down Mm -hmm. i don't think they're outmatched in the trenches in any team in any team no because usually yeah they just outrun you like they're just faster than you but this time they've actually got some well and and your your point is well taken about how they have been tested much more Mm -hmm. i think that that last i Mm -hmm. i talked about it on tap and step last week and on the picks video about how i thought it was a really important win for them to go out there and play Dayton in that final not that final regular season tune-up, so sure. to speak, and to beat a good Dayton team, that is impressive to me. And it beat them well. Yes, fifty-two to twenty-one. <laughs> Mallory, would you like? To, would you look like you have something to say? Do you? No, I I really am, and this is a pick that I feel like I'm pretty confident in. This Argyle team, I think, is the real deal. Number one in five A Division two, pretty much throughout the whole season. Yeah, ten and zero. I think it's the same thing with Fort Ben Marshall. I think they've been tested really, really well mm-hmm. this season. They've played Grapevine, Lovejoy, Melissa, and they've won all of them. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just really, really high on this Argyle team. I okay. figured it was really, really hard to pick against them, and I just saw that, and I was like, I well, think and I'm going to go Argyle. Here's what's so interesting. Really like them. Here's what's so interesting to me. Argyle, we fall into a trap sometimes with teams that we uh, – this is going to sound like a knock, and I don't mean it. We confuse boring for bad. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yep. And, and they are boring. Argyle <laughs> is kind of plotting. They are kind of just kind of their defense is good. They win up front. They run the ball well. Things like that. They don't have star like star star power. They got like mm-hmm. Riley Van Poppel and guys like in the trenches yeah. and stuff who are stars. But like they don't have like that flash bang. Mm-hmm. They don't have Nick Ralston from a couple of years ago. This mm-hmm. Argyle team. They're just solid. And, and it's a team come, that can put up a lot of points. And they points. just march. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. Sometimes we mistake boring for like not like not a contender. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like sometimes boring teams win titles. And Argyle may be boring, but they're really good. Um, okay, so we'll bounce up to Region 1. That's where you, uh, all, almost all of us have Argyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For reasons that we talked about. Yep. <laughs> but not all of us. Oh, he's got that. He's Let got me. controversy <laughs> in his eyes. Let me tell y'all about these grapevine mustangs now people are like hey didn't they lose to argyle oi 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 hey buddy <laughs> what's all i said let me tell you about grapevine mate they played earlier in the year and argyle <laughs> beat them 31 to 15 this is your average texas high school football fan exactly right. Right. Uh, football today. so this game played out on the field and <laughs> grapevine definitely did not beat argyle ishmael okay. what are you talking about so now let me get back to my version, not the Aussie yeah. uh, accent of the Texas <laughs> high school football fan. Grapevine in that game drove the ball consistently against that team. They had two drives stop because of missed field goals that put Argyle in decent position mm-hmm. and where they, they were able to take a pretty good advantage early. Grapevine can play with Argyle. Mm-hmm. This was not a, a seemingly, I don't want to say lopsided because it wasn't a blowout, but this wasn't the one-sided game that the scoreboard or the box score may have hinted at. Grapevine was able to move the ball. They weren't able to finish chances. Now, again, 
you got to finish chances, right? That's part of being a good team. I think Grapevine can get him if they matched up a second time. I do think this is a team that showed early that they can play with Argyle. I think Argyle will be the favorite, right? Mm -hmm. I know I'm going out on a limb saying this, but I think Grapevine is a team that can catch him a second time. Okay. All right. To Region 2 we go. Over in Region 2, almost all of us have South Oak Cliff, but uh, but again, that also belies uh, like again, unanimity does not mean dominance yeah. and like and like certainty. Yeah, I don't feel great about this pick. Because like Region being Two, honest. but like yeah. I don't know. Here's the funny thing. So Midlothian Heritage, uh, you're taking Midlothian Heritage yeah. to win it. Yeah, I'm pretty confident in that. I think. Well, here's, I think I'm 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 here's, semi, here's what, I'm not confident in South Oak Cliff. I don't know if I feel confident about anybody in Region no. Two. No, yeah. that's the thing because like, yeah. who are the best teams in Region Two? South Oak Cliff, mm-hmm. Lovejoy. I right? know. Right? No. You're you you're done with. Them. I yeah no. Melissa done. soft. Everman's really good. Melissa, Everman, Midlothian Heritage. Right? I don't think there's a sh- there's if you're looking for a sure thing, mm-hmm. it doesn't exist in Region Two. Mm-hmm. That said, as I mentioned, I'm going with the most talented team, and I don't think there's really any doubt that from a just like line it up on paper perspective, South Oak Cliff is the fastest team, and they are, in my opinion, the most talented team, especially on defense. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I just. I just don't think I'm stilly, still fully convinced on South Oak Cliff. I think when those two teams meet up, I think it'll obviously be very telling and stuff. But I just, I'm just, i just not fully convinced on South Oak Cliff. Okay. I think Midlothian Heritage has looked phenomenal this season. They have one loss to Stephenville, but it was a super, super mm-hmm. close game anyways. But I think they have a ton of convincing wins. I think they looked really, really good against Everman last week. It, like you said, it's a coin flip. So I just yeah. think I, I think I'm just I, I think well, they, and that's the, the funny I thing. I like is them better than South we Oak talked Cliff. about Fort Bend Marshall like having to like they've proved themselves so far. Talk about we proving themselves. We have yeah. no idea what to think about Sock in in I my know. mind because right. when you have the unbelievable non district schedule they play, then they don't play anybody. Yeah. So then it's like okay, that's why I was like I don't where know where is this quarterback switching really thing? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. You're right. You're right. Okay, on to Region Three. Region three, we're all in agreement. We talked a, mm-hmm. a little bit about Fort Penn Marshall. Fort mm-hmm. Penn Marshall looks like the team to beat in Region three. Uh, I would, I, I would be remiss uh, if I did not mention that you know what we're talking about here. Uh, like as far as there is a state finalist for here mm-hmm. in in Austin LBJ, sure. but LBJ is much like that. What we were just talking about with South Oak Cliff in the sense yeah. that they haven't played anybody for two months. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They've been rolling past people. There is a sleeper there, and I mentioned on the on the on the uh, um, uh, bracketology video that's like coming Creek. out here soon. Montgomery Lake Creek, y'all, mm-hmm. undefeated, and they can score. Okay, yeah. so if they if they can get somebody into a shootout, because that's the thing, they would probably see Fort Penn Marshall in a regional semifinal. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a game by pace, because Fort Penn Marshall is good, but they're not built to go for fifty. Sure, you know what I mean. They at least uh, not unless they're just overmatching an opponent. Mm-hmm. If Lake Creek can talk somebody into a into a shootout, they can win it. So keep an eye on that. And then in Region Four. So Region 4, there's another state finalist here, and that is the Liberty Hill Panthers. Three of us have that, Ish, Mallory, and myself. Step is going with the Mules of Alamo Heights. It's a good hipster pick. That is a very hipster pick. Hipster, the Mules are but good. It's good. That's a good. That's a good Alamo Heights team. You know who loves the Alamo Heights? The computer. Mm-hmm. The computer loves Alamo Heights mm. because They've they're dominant. dominant. Now, the only thing about that, though, and here's what gives me pause. They're in, and there's nothing they can do about it, but there's a t- they're in a 10-team district, which means they have only played San Antonio, uh, I guess Alamo Heights is his own school district, but like they've only played San Antonio schools mm-hmm. for the last nine week, nine games. Their non-district win, or their non-district game was a loss to Seguin in the opener, 
right? So are they a product of a weak district? Like, we'll, we won't know until we know, you know, which is a dumb thing to say. Welcome to the dumb zone. Um, and then, Pickle, Gregory Portland. Is it because you love me? I was about to say that. Nope. That's why she picked it. <laughs> nope. Um, no, hey, I think that, uh, one, I was very, very high on Gregory, Gregory Portland mm-hmm. coming into the year. Very high on them. The issue was their starting quarterback goes down early on. But if you're going to lose someone, to lose someone that's a key piece at the beginning of the year and figure your way out the rest of the year, I know this is a hipster pick, but I just don't Mm. think that Liberty Hill is near as dominant. I think that every single year we almost look at Region 4 and can just straight up pencil Liberty Hill in. I don't think that they're as dominant this year as they have been in the past. And I think that, you know, it'll be one of those things where I think Gregory Portland will need to, their defense will have to show up that Mm -hmm. game if they meet in the regional semifinal, Mm -hmm. but... I think Liberty Hill is beautiful. Well, and here's the other thing. Um, here's what gives me pause about G-Port is they're coming off a loss, mm-hmm. losing to Flower, Flower Bluff. Flower Bluff was yeah. not good. And the Flower, other two and losses Flower Bluff, are By the way, Flower Bluff's dangerous. I think mm-hmm. Flower Bluff's dangerous. If they can kind of if they can play like they did against uh, G-Port, then they've got an opportunity. And then we talked about it. Uh, uh, we're kind of split on title games or title uh, state championships. Two for Fort Penn Marshall, two for South Oak Cliff, and one for Argyle. Of course, you can find a complete coverage of the 2022 Texas High School Football Playoffs at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. Rolling on here on the Texas Football Today Texas High School Football Playoff Prediction Special with Ishmael Johnson, Mallory Hartley, and Ashley Pickle. Let's roll on to 5A Division One. Let's have some fun here. Have a little bit of fun. So, for y'all, like going with go, rolling with the Lobos. You're rolling with the number one team in the state, the Longview Lobos. Uh, and there's there's nothing wrong with rolling with Longview. They've been number one wire to wire, and they look like the team to beat in 5A Division One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw this team in person play Lancaster. I think that's a new, that's one of the other teams to watch out of Region 2. Um, I don't know, man. This team looks complete. They look mm-hmm. like they have the defense. They have the running game with Taylor, Taylor Tatum. If they need to throw it outside, obviously they have Jalen Hale there. That's you know that's not a bad second option to mm-hmm. have on offense. Um, I just see this team being tested. They're going to have the fan support. I see the legacy there. Obviously, they have one of the best coaches in the state in John King. My, my only concern with them, and I don't know if they'll be – asked to have a lot is their quarterback situation is not the best um it's not a haynes king team right mm-hmm. it's not that team of, of past but i jordan th- allen yeah. yeah and so it's not it's i don't think they'll be pushed in that way mm-hmm. i think where they'll have to get out of get out of their plan a which is taylor tatum you know 30 40 carries a game yes. um so yeah i think this is a long view team that's poised to, to poised to make a run it definitely I, it, I was just go gonna ahead. say it definitely feels like the state semifinals on that side of the bracket will be like the championship per se oh, oh yeah i think that the left side of the bracket yeah. is most certainly the power like the, where the power so lies. this champion sure. yeah it's hard to here's here's where i'm at i just don't think they're getting out of region two i think i think i, I, I think I lancaster they remember because that was a one score game in longview where mm-hmm. longview had to score late yeah. yeah i think if lancaster gets them again i think they can get them sure. and that's now that's a coin flip game mm-hmm. and so either way uh but but here here's how Watch watch me do my mental gymnastics here. Because I, I have Alito winning the state championship. Yes. I have Alito winning the state championship, the 10-time the ten state champion. I think they get number 11. I think that they've grown. I think that Hoss Haney, their quarterback, has really grown into a super-duper star. Mm-hmm. Got Jalen Pope on the outside. Their defense has been strong all year long. Okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think Lancaster beats Longview in a rematch. Mm-hmm. I think Alito's a favorite over Lancaster because of the stylistic way that they yes. play. 
if Longview wins Region 2, I think they're going to win the state championship. That's where I'm at with it. I think is that yeah. I think Longview matches up really well with Alito. Yeah. They just and that they would be the favorite. They got to get through Region 2. So that's, for me, I'm going with, it's hard to beat a good team twice, so I think Lancaster wins the rematch. And as a result, Alito matches up well with Lancaster, mm-hmm. and Alito wins the championship. I you guys follow? I'm, I'm connecting the, the, the wires. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like always sunny. You know, I'm doing that. Okay, we'll go up to Region 1. Region 1, we talked about Alito. Yep. Alito, we're, we're in lockstep. We think they're the favorite. Once they they, they kind of dominated that, that district of doom. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you, though, that like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of out on Denton Ryan. Yeah. I think I'm just kind of yeah. out. I, think I mean, this will be a tough, they get a tough by district Red Oak. Red Oak. That's an insane matchup for them for the first round. Um, then they get, if they make it out of that. A rematch with Burleson Centennial. Wow. Burleson Centennial, yeah. Or Lake Belton. Or Tascosa. Lake, Lake Belton. Burleson Centennial and Lake Belton is a first round banger. Banger, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a big time matchup. Alito does have a tough path to walk. I think they're on the dirty side of the region. Because mm-hmm. they're going to play Killeen Shoemaker, who is not a pushover. Mm-hmm. Then they Cooper. play probably Lubbock Cooper, right? And then they're going to play Midlothian probably. Yeah. And that is a tough road to, pa- pa- uh, to, to walk. That said, we're talking about Alito here. I think that they're going to, mm-hmm. they're going to win Region 1. Yeah. Region 2, we talked about Longview and, and, and Lancaster. There are other teams there that I think could, could surprise people. Um, I think that Mansfield-Timberview, we sleep on them every single year. <laughs> and every single year they make us look dumb, but they're very dangerous. Frisco Reedy is undefeated. Uh, I have some questions about the strength of Frisco ISD as a whole this year, but... They're they're dangerous, uh, and then Port Arthur Memorial. Port Arthur Memorial kind of faded down the stretch, but if they turn it back on, that physical style is gonna is gonna travel well. Over to Region Three, let's talk about Region Three mm-hmm. because this is we knew when realignment came out that this was gonna be a little bit like murky in Region Three because. You've got a few different. It's it's kind of a mix between uh, San Antonio, Brazos Valley, Houston. Like which which do you like? And we've kind of we kind of spread the love here. Three of us, the dudes, are on Smithson Valley, mm-hmm. and dudes rock. And dudes are wrong. Dudes rock. So. Dudes do rock. Dudes rock twenty twenty two. There it is. That's the show. That's region three. For um, you. We, we took Smithson Valley. This is why we have women talking football. I yeah. like. Yeah. Notice there's no. This du- is Thursday at two p.m. This guys. is why we have to have women talking football. Notice there's no dudes talking football. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Um, but Smithson Valley is a team that I do think is flown under people's radar. Maybe it's because they took that loss to Harker Heights, but I think that's a loss that's aged really that's well. Yeah, that's a say. that's a dis- district champion six A team. Maybe at least uh, at least close. I'm yeah. Say run, runner up. They, the loss, but they have been rolling since then, and I think that defense has been terrific for Larry Hill's bunch. I think they're they're I think they're the favorite in region region two, region three rather. Uh, Mallory's rolling with the reigning state runners up in mm-hmm. College Station. Probably the preseason favorite we probably would have had. Coming. Yeah, Definitely yeah, pre-season. but so and then Marquise Collins. Yeah, yeah. Marquise Collins but got then, hurt but too. It's it's really been snip snap snip snap it snip has. snap for them. And I, I I think it's that AM consolidated win a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. that yeah. kind of convinced me on the Georgetown loss was a little scary. Um I think that they started to figure things out a little bit, maybe a little bit too late in that game, mm-hmm. but Towards the end of the game, they looked kind of promising. And to me, I just think that this region's kind of also a coin flip. I think there's a lot of good teams coming out of Region 3 that Mm -hmm. really could just go either way. Obviously, you can see from our picks in Region 3. I just think that – I think College Station is just going to figure it out. I really do. I think they've looked – Really when they good. Play the, when they the play to their season. paper, for sure. Yes. One of the, one of the issues I have with College Station, and we talked about this when they were there going into the Anum Consolidate game, 
they have such a tendency to start slow. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 the that's why they down they had in Georgetown. Thirty-eight unanswered Yeah, they're now thirty-five-three yeah, so to Georgetown. It's yeah, like, well, yeah. What the hell? You they got to figure that part out. Yeah, if they don't if they don't do that, and then pickle. The full share charge. I like this. I like this pick. I do a lot. I've been on full share for the whole year. I think that mm-hmm. they're really good. And the reason that I like them is if they end up in a battle with Smithson Valley. Smithson Valley is also a team that's been putting up exceptional numbers. I feel confident that full share can outscore anyone. That's, if that's if their offense is humming, like, and I'm not saying that the defense is going to be great, but all you need is the defense to get like one or two clutch stops. That's all I'm asking mm-hmm. for. I'm not asking for you to be great. Just get that, and I think that they can just track meet people. Okay. I'm going in on it. That's fine. It, how much has, has to do with Nick Caduti and his hair? You know I don't like the hard part because you have the hard part, so none of it has anything Coach to Caduti? do with that. Coach Caduti? If anything, he's had to convince me to like his team. Solidarity, brother. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Region 4. Let's do it. Yeah, get out of here, Matthew. <laughs> so Matt Step oh. is Stay a in Matt Step is a thief of joy. Um, the Step is rolling with Corpus Christi Miller. Now Corpus I'll Christi. Shout no, out no, Justin here's Evans. A, okay, here's the thing. Okay, let me let me defend Matt Step here for a moment. Mm-hmm. It's a good pick. I think Miller is historically the chalk pick here mm-hmm. because. Teams from the Rio Grande Valley do not make the semifinals, right? They don't win regions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you would have to go with who is the best team from Corpus Christi. Now, veterans beat Memorial. Mm-hmm. So, and But notice nobody here is taking Corpus Christi veterans Memorial. I think we're all a little bit leery on Corpus Christi vets. Mm-hmm. Miller's got the playmakers. They've got Jaden Brown. They've got uh, Lonnie Adkism. They've got the playmakers on the outside. This is, I think, that Miller... It's strange to say, but historically, in everything that we're, that we're talking about, Miller's the safe pick. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It's just because of because teams from from the valley don't don't make a semifinal, but they're making a semifinal this year, mm-hmm. baby. And we're split on this. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. But we just need one of we them. We just need one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, once again, dudes rock. Yep. And we're rolling with Edinburgh Vela. Mm-hmm. I am of the opinion that it's hard to be a good team twice. That's that's just I, I, that game was really close down to the wire, and I think I think that Vale I think Vale can get them the second time. But I do think it's a coin flip game. It's a coin flip game. I don't take that result with too much grain of salt because I think both those coaches knew they were going to see each yeah. other again, mm-hmm. right? You're not emptying the playbook in the regular season, even if it is you know even if it is like a nice uh, um, I'm trying to think that was for you know eventually for a district title, but you know you're going to be playing for something a lot more, and so I think both teams kind of did not show a lot in that game and so i i'm going with vela as well i think that they're going to get it done um either or i think it'll be fantastic to have mm. this this right. uh this matchup between psj north and the saber cats but yeah give me vela in the rematch definitely okay and then you guys are taking psj north mm-hmm. i i actually thought i thought i was going to be the only person that took that i thought that that was going to be a little bit of the hipster thing because like we said over and over again it's really hard to be- beat a good team twice i think either of these teams could absolutely do it mm-hmm. um i think that psja at least when they played last time were definitely a little bit better up front right. and i think that takes a lot into account here mm-hmm. um will edinburgh use a little bit more of those you know special weapons i absolutely obviously that's when it counts the most but i think that psj is still slightly they get the nod up front and i like that a lot so here's the thing the good thing about the way the bracket breaks down is we'll know real early because mm-hmm. second round almost certainly 
Enberg Vela and Corpus Christi Vets. Hmm. PSJ North, Corpus Christi Miller. Mm-hmm. Second round. So, like, it's either going to happen or it's not. Yeah. And with all yeah, due respect to District that, 13 I think and 14, the... I don't think, or uh, rather District 13 and District uh, 15, is that right? Uh, District 16, rather. Mm-hmm. I think that it's going to be between the Corpus Christi and mm-hmm. the District of the Power And I think Vela has a better chance to beat Vets than PSJ has to I beat think that's Miller. Fair. So yeah. that, at that point, would also lead to that. But I also think that if they can take down Miller, then there's no reason they can't beat Vela again. They're right. just on a roll, too. Like, they're feeling themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's they fine. know what's at stake, and I just think that they Understood. feel good. That's fine. There it is, 5A Division One. Our predictions. You can find complete coverage of the Texas High School Bowl playoffs at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. We are at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. We're going to roll on with our 6A predictions here in a moment. But first, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the leading publication for all things football in the state of Texas. And the Tax Act Texas Bowl are proud to recognize the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each week, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff nominates 10 candidates for that that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We didn't leave it to you to vote at texasfootball.com. Voting closes each Friday at noon, with the winner being announced shortly thereafter. Your Week 11 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Let me find it. Godly wide receiver Drew Coleman had seven catches, 168 yards, and five touchdowns receiving. Pretty good. Conroe wide receiver Louis Williams III had seven catches, 224 yards, and three touchdowns receiving. Nevada community running back and safety Quentin Hall. 14 tackles, three tackles for loss, a sack, an interception. He ran for 72 yards in a score, and he had 28 yards receiving. A complete day. Hutto quarterback Will Hammond threw for 372 yards and four touchdowns passing. Also ran for 101 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Shiner running back Dalton Brooks. Here's your wait what line of the week. Ready? Seven carries. 155 yards and three touchdowns rushing, two catches, 94 yards, two touchdowns receiving. And that's why women rule. So he got Shiner. So he got tackled. He had nine touches and he got tackled four times. Abilene Wiley defensive back Hayden Wright had five tackles and three picks in Wiley's big win over Abilene Cooper. Terrell running back Chase Bingman, 108 yard, 118 yards rather, and a touchdown rushing, 38 yards and a touchdown receiving, 47 yards and a touchdown passing. He did it. He did the triumvirate. <laughs> Brownsville Hannah running back Chris Perez ran for 369 yards and four touchdowns on the ground. Houston Fur quarterback Cameron Hurd threw for 128 yards and a touchdown passing. He also carried the ball 12 times for 193 yards and six touchdowns on the ground. Then finally, El Paso Riverside quarterback Ian Monchin had went 14 of 17 for 402 yards and seven touchdowns passing. So those are your Week 11 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Vote early, vote often, vote now at TexasFootball.com. Back here on the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Texas football today, <laughs> Texas high school football playoff prediction Hero show. of the week. Hero of the week. <laughs> Hit the sounder. It's on to the big boys, folks. It's on to Class 6A. We will start with our Class 6A Division 1 predictions where let's talk all about 6A something. Division 2. 6A Division 2, I'm sorry. 6A Division 2. Jump in the gun, my friend. He's too- and once again, four people... <laughs> You you four over there by yourself, you and I'm people. on an island. <laughs> and I'm on an island. The four of y'all are rolling with the Denton Geyer Wildcats to win the state championship. Correct. 
Yes. That's just, They're just correct. Name, so good. name one player. <laughs> you okay, can. name two. Okay, name 12. Hey, did y'all know that uh, Jackson Arnold's a five-star? Oh, really? Jackson Arnold, who's that? Who's Jackson that? Arnold's a five-star. Wait, I've what? heard, I've heard that. You, you, know, you know Peyton Bowen's a five-star? No, they've got two of them? What? Oh, my God. The five-star quarterback. Dengar's, Dengar's pretty good. I'll say that. Dengar's pretty good. <laughs> anyway, shout out uh, National Broadcasts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Den Geyer, you guys are rolling with the Wildcats to six, take home the 6A Division II state championship. Yes. They're a machine. I saw them play Prosper. It's no they contest. They look so good. We saw them I mean, I, put the nail in Allen's coffin in the Valley when they were on the national broadcast. Here's my thing. In, in all serious, my thing with Denton Geyer is the fact that there's a lot of times when you have an offense that's that explosive, you can find holes in other phases of their game. Mm-hmm. Hard stop. You cannot. I cannot find one hole in any of the three phases of their game. Not one. Okay. And I just can't with with an offense that's that upper echelon mixed in with two other phases that they can, dominate in the trenches yeah, too. You, it's I just, can't. I can't find a hole. I've tried to find a hole. Yeah. You can't. Okay. And that's not to say that that they're not going to give Katie a run for their money, or Katie's not going to give them a run for their money, but. I, I like Katie. I still think that... I like I Katie. I like Katie. You know? I like Katie, and here's why. I think they match up super well with them. Because I think if there is a weakness mm-hmm. to Geyer, it's up front. And I don't. And I think that the strength of Geyer is in their secondary and in their passing game. Mm-hmm. Well, what does Katie do well? They run the ball. They run the ball. <laughs> they play action. And they, and they hit play action, mm-hmm. and then they're very strong in the secondary. Yeah. Okay? I think Katie matches up well. They've got a wizard as a head coach, mm-hmm. Gary oh, yeah. Joseph. I think Katie, yeah. what, maybe maybe we've just slept on Katie all year long, a top five team in the state. We've just slept on I think they're super good. Yeah. And I think they're going to win a state championship. I think that Katie's a team to beat in, five, in the 6A Division two. We're all in lockstep in, in Region 1. Mm-hmm. We all like Denton Geyer. Uh, if you take a look at the at, at Region 1 of 6A Division two, you can find the brackets at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. It does feel like for Geyer, they were put on arguably the dirty side of the bracket, mm-hmm. although Carroll... I think Carroll got a better draw, but South Lake Carroll's without Caden Anderson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a big deal. Um, we all know is going to romp to victory into a state championship. <laughs> no, six Arlington consecutive. Is. Screw oh, my. Region two. Oh, my God. We can have Coppell and Arlington in the oh, second round. Yes. Amazing. Oh, my God. We got to come up with that's a That's a sicko game. Okay. We got to come up with a sicko. <laughs> we got to get by Dallas Jesuit first, though. Coppell's got to get by our boy Shaver, too, and I am not <laughs> super confident in that. All that's to say. Geyer Highland Park in the second round is really interesting. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked a ton about Highland Park, but I really like this Highland Park team. I think that they've, I don't know how battle-tested they are recently, but mm-hmm. I'm interested to see that matchup. Um, South Lake Carroll's got the pedigree. Going to Division Two helps. I just think that not having Caden Anderson at some point, is that, that rent is going to come you due. You can game plan much. for Owen Allen. As good as he is, if, if that's your weapon, you can game plan for that. And yeah. I would say, yeah. To me, I look at that and I think that Geyer's probably your favorite in Region 1. To Region 2 we go, where we're also all in lockstep. We were talking about this on, on the Bracketology. Claude Mathis is the happiest man in the world with the way the uh, Division 2 broke. That is the <laughs> lightest. That's got to be the so, lightest region. Yeah. If they, if DeSoto doesn't win Region 2, something has gone horribly wrong. Yeah. Yes. They look like the class of Region 2. You are looking at Harker Heights, which Rashawn Sanford, yeah, excellent. Like, right? like, I like Harker Heights a lot. Outside of John T. Cook, probably the best player in that region. Or that, yeah, that region. They're not as a team up to DeSoto. They no. should no. not be. The The thing with DeSoto has been running into Duncanville, mm-hmm. right? That's been their thing that's uh, gotten them uh, the past couple years. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, they're in the 
totally different division now. Mm-hmm. They should run. This should be a state semifinalist at the very least. Yes, I 100% agree. I think that this is, I think DeSoto has to be the team to beat yeah. in Region 2. And I think we're all pretty much in lockstep there. On to Region 3, we're also still in lockstep. Katie does look like the be- the team to beat in Region 3. Now, sure, sure. now... Shadow Creek's interesting. Yeah, they've sneakily just been unbeaten. All yeah, year. <laughs> yeah, like nobody's talked about them, but they've they've been. But they're unbeaten. there. Hey guys. <laughs> um, Shadow Creek, I like Fort Bend Hightower as well, mm-hmm. but I just I'm not sure any of those teams are on the level. You're of talking yeah. yourself into somebody. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. exactly yeah. right. And yeah. Katie's just right there. Right. If Katie gone D1, there's a different conversation. And then you get into that weird situation where it's like it's all abandoned ship and like mm-hmm. Region Three. You're gonna get some like that's that's how Summer Creek gets to a semifinal mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, but I think for Katie, and then we get to Region Four. This is in Region fun. Four. Mm-hmm. This is we, actually the most fun like, part. We all like we all like Austin yeah. here. Yep. But we like different teams. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see for uh, for Mallory Pickle and myself. We're going to Dripping Springs. We're going with the Austin Novosad experience, mm-hmm. Mallory. Yeah, I I just really like Dripping Springs. I think they've done really well this season, and they have one loss on the year. Drip. Westlake. Westlake, which is a very respectable loss. And they they still, I think, looked pretty good. Yes, they still looked pretty good, I think, against Westlake. But I've I've been high on Austin Novosat all year. I low-key wanted him to be the... Never mind. What's Um, that? Nothing. Nothing. I've been been really high on him all year. And give me drip out of Region 4. I like that. And I think, too, and this is going to go one of two ways of can you beat a good team twice? Because Drip has already beat Vandegrift, so I'm assuming that's part of your reasoning as to why you think they could get him again. But, yeah, no, I think that's the best player on the field. I think that they... I like like Drip. I think this year... I mean, not only that they beat him early in the... I mean, it was week one, right? And how many Mm -hmm. teams did we have questions about in week one Mm -hmm. that, to me... When it comes to Vandergriff, I think this year we're looking at Vandergriff as the second best team in Austin, and that's usually that's weird saying when you know that Lake Travis is there as well. Mm-hmm. I think they've taken that step past Lake Travis at least for this year, potentially for the next few years because mm-hmm. we don't know really what Lake Travis is. Obviously, they'll be fine; they'll be their Lake Travis. But obviously, when you have Westlake as one, mm-hmm. Lake Travis hasn't been that perennial dominant number two that we've mm-hmm. seen. I think Vandergriff, they're turning into what Cedar Park has been, which yeah, is that's the a good call. dominant defensive team. If they can find some little semblances of offense here and there, they'll be okay. They'll be they're gonna beat you in the trenches. They're gonna shut you down on offense. Vandy so. also has the six A experience. Exactly. Yeah, which Drip doesn't have. One hundred percent. So again, Dripping Springs, I think this is their best ever team. Good you know, obviously there's mm-hmm. there's good reason to think that they will make a make a state semifinal. But I think Vandergriff's been there. Drew Sanders, one of the best coaches in the state. Yeah. Give me, give me the Vipers. I think it's a coin flip game. Yeah. I think, I think if they were to play again, I mean, it was a coin flip game the first time, right? Yeah. It was a coin flip game the yeah, first time. So I think, that, <laughs> I think that they are going to. I think it's, 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 it could go either way, and on a neutral site, it'll be a lot of fun. So that's six A Division two. Uh, four of y'all like Denton Geyer. I like Katie to win the state championship. Uh, you can find complete coverage of the twenty twenty two Texas high school football playoffs at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. What if we stopped right there? Just done. That's it. That's all yeah, of them, right? All, 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 11 right. Of guys, all of them. All 11. I'm tired. <laughs> nope. It's time to roll out one more. It's the big boys. 6A Division 1. Let's roll out the predictions. Roll out the predictions. All right. Four of us like Westlake to go four in a row. Yes. Mm-hmm. Four of us. The four people in this room. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. I am not without my questions about Westlake. Mm-hmm. Part of it is that it's impossible to not compare them to last year's team, which was... Or the previous two. Or the previous two. But <laughs> I would say last year, I think last year was 
their best. One yeah. of the finest high school football teams I've ever seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's impossible not to compare them because they do not have a blue chip quarterback. Nope. Right? Um, but kind of everything else is back. Yeah. Right. Like their offensive line's unbelievable. Their, their defense defensive front's so unbelievable. Yeah. Their defense is so good. Now I they hate don't to say have it. Todd they have Dodge. the guy at receiver. Yeah. They have Jaden Greathouse. They don't have like they don't have that blue chip quarterback, but they may not need it. No, mm-hmm. and that's what's scary about them. Yeah. Now, Step thinks it's Duncanville. Step's going with Duncanville. Like, this, this is the year that Reginald Samples gets over the hump and they now, get the championship. I see the logic. Yes, mm-hmm. because, and I you know we'll get to Region Three. I don't think this is the year for North Shore, and mm-hmm. it's through unfortunate circumstances that I don't think is the year for North Shore, and that's been the, of course, the Achilles' heel for Duncanville mm-hmm. is making it all the way there, being the most talented team on the field, and then just getting outschemed and just beaten by Duncan by North Shore. Yeah, I per- I see his logic because I don't think North Shore will make it there this year without Caleb Bailey. We'll but get to that. I d- I just see West. Let's put it this way. That's my state championship matchup. Yeah. Like Duncanville versus Westlake. Uh-huh. I have less questions about Westlake just as a overall yes. coach team. I know it's first year head coach for Tony Salazar, mm-hmm. but every time you just get in a straight street fight, street fight, and those type of games, well, I don't know if Duncanville can scheme their way. Yeah. Out I was going to say, even with a coach, like you've got to think about it from a player's perspective too. They're still with a coach that has been there through the past three championship runs. They yeah. go to AT and T so, and they win. Sure. You look at Duncanville, they go to AT and T and they lose. So I'm with you. I'm with you all the way on everything you just said. And to me, we talked about. Well, this is strange. Let's call back to three A Division one. And I told you why I picked Edna yes. over Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. The reason I like Westlake over Duncanville is that Duncanville is reliant on just pounding you up front mm-hmm. and dominating you up front. And I don't think they can dominate no. Westlake up front. I think that is a draw or maybe even a slight Westlake advantage. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, that's why I like Westlake in a potential uh, state championship game. Let's go to Region 1 because there's a lot to break down in Region yes. 1. Okay. Three of us are on step. Uh, Mallory and I are on Prosper. Mm-hmm. I like Prosper. I think that they're the best team out of that region. I think they proved it with their win over Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, but it's so strange that like none of us are taking Allen here. Um, but I think that that's a flawed team, and I think especially now with Kevion Sibley out for what yeah. feels like the foreseeable future. I also future. think that Louisville poses a big threat to him in the Louisville's very first, first round. In the first round, right, exactly. <laughs> if that first round was different, maybe we would be having a different conversation. Yeah, maybe, but, but Louisville could Louisville get Louisville could do it. But there's one other team that's getting some votes here from two people here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the two that have seen him in person. But would you like yeah. to talk a little bit about the Panthers of North Crowley? Ashley, I'll let you talk about Coach Gates' boys over there first. Um, this is a pure, you know what? This is this is naked, naked Favoritism. Favoritism towards a barbecue man. Yes. That's, 110%. Okay. Why? Yeah, we're... <laughs> Come on, Coach. Smart. <laughs> All I'm hearing is smart. Uh, no, I think this North Crowley team is exceptional in game planning against their opponent. I think Ray Gates has hit the nail on the hammer every single game they've gone into of mm-hmm. not keeping that same scheme. We talked about it with Refurio earlier about how really good coaches are able to address their personnel and make changes to what they need to do to win the game. And I think North Crowley, I think that they have the skill players to be mm-hmm. able to outrun people. I think they have a quarterback that can get the ball in a deep threat. I think their defense, especially in that secondary, is spectacular. But my biggest thing is I think their game planning will be able to switch. I don't think Prosper has that ability to flip a switch like that. And I think that almost like a chameleon that North Crowley can do that. Let me tell you one other team. I'm sorry. I was about to say, I mean, 
the thing will be the thing for them will be their yeah, experience. Boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I'll say the thing for them will be their inexperience, right? Corey Jemerson is a, uh, a sophomore quarterback, mm-hmm. right? We saw him against Lovejoy, looked stellar, but mm-hmm. it's still the playoffs, and you're still a sophomore, right? Uh, Cornelius Warren's one of their running backs, also a sophomore as well. Probably their, I think, their second running back. But of course, gotta mention, yeah, boy, my boy, Camerian Pimpton at tight end. <laughs> Stellar, unbelievable, insane red zone threat. Probably one of the best red zone threats I've seen mm-hmm. all year. Huge body, unbelievable hands. Insane, like he really is. Someone other than Vanderbilt, go get him, please, oh, please. for the love of God. <laughs> there's, there's one other team. I'll yeah. just say this: there's one other team in Region One that we haven't talked a ton about, mm-hmm. and I want to make sure we're giving them some shine because I think Arlington Martin. Martin yeah, they have that one loss to Allen right in the early going, but they've been humming ever since. And I just I th- can't trust them in big games. That's fair. I feel like the big game territory, like they should be the better mm-hmm. team, and then in big games they just they choke. I, I think, also think they're kind of young too; they don't have much experience. Maybe I I yeah. want to put it out there in the universe that I think that I think Arlington Martin is a team that could that so could that's fair. make it happen. Yeah. So there you go. On to Region Two. Region Two. There's not a whole lot to say about this. Uh, this is where Duncanville lives now. <laughs> Duncanville looks like the team to beat. Mm-hmm. I I I don't think there's really any doubt about that. Um. If you want to dream on some other teams, I think there's ample reason to. I like Spring Westfield a lot. Mm-hmm. I think Spring Westfield's very dangerous. I think the winner of Waxahachie and Temple has mm-hmm. an opportunity to make a deep run. Uh, and then you could even talk me into a team like uh, like Klein Kane or or Klein Collins. I think the Klein IC is, is so great. that that matchup that by district matchup between Klein Collins and Bridgeton is really fun. That's the matchup mm-hmm. that happened last year where Connor Wigman beat them with like ten seconds left. So that mm-hmm. if you want a fun random ass like by district game, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Uh, but I think we all are in agreement that Duncanville is a team's beat in Region Two. Over to Region Three. Where we are, we like the teams from the same district, uh, where the, two, the three of us are going with the defending state champion, Galena Park North Shore Mustangs, and, it is, and two of us are going with Atascacita. Ish and Step are going with Atascacita. Yep. It's time to talk about the elephant in the room, yep. which is North Shore quarterback Caleb Bailey. I do not know if he's healthy. Quit asking me. <laughs> I don't know. We will know, and, and, and just the way that John Kay rolls, we'll know when he walks out there. Yeah. Okay? Um, I don't know what his status is. With Caleb Bailey, they can win the state championship. Mm-hmm. I do not know if they can do it without them. Now, touchdown now, Dave. we talked about this. They put touchdown Dave, David Amador, at the quarterback spot. And he's performed admirably. And I think he's growing into the role. They're not lunch meat. I think they're going to win the region. Mm -hmm. Okay? I think they're going to win the region. If they have Caleb Bailey back for a Westlake semifinal, I think they've got a great shot. Mm -hmm. But without him, I think that that offense gives me pause, which I have to imagine issues why you're going with the Tascacita in a rematch. I'm going with the Tascacita in the rematch. I, I wonder... I wonder how much that late season matchup was a feeling out period, right? Let's see what they do at quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Atascacita saying, let's see who they throw. Is it David Amador? Is it somebody else? Okay, cool. Now they took that punch. Now, of course, I'm worried about Atascacita's ability to score on that North Shore defense, mm-hmm. right? That's still, they still have to score themselves. But give me them in a rematch because I do wonder how much was, knowing they'll see North Shore Maybe. again in the playoffs, how much was Atascacita saying, let's just see what this offense looks like. Is it Wildcat with David Amador? Is it something else, what they're mm-hmm. throwing out there? Um, or are we going to have to, you know, is Caleb Bailey healthy again? Yeah. To prepare for that too. So we don't want to show them too much defensively yeah. the, compared to seeing them again down the line. I mean, I took North Shore. I, I feel confident in that. But the one thing that I will say to, like in, in agreeing with your point, which doesn't help my 
prediction at all. But I don't think that the issue is necessarily touchdown Dave being at the quarterback position. I think you put him at almost any other school in the state of Texas and he could be yes. a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. The issue is the domino effect that yes. fell into that Agreed. of do who's, they have the receivers? Receiver, yes. Exactly. So I don't think him they're being losing, at quarterback is the one issue. And a half players exactly. Yeah, it's that it's that half mm-hmm. that makes it questionable. I agree. I agree. Um but John Kay's a wizard. He's a wizard, and especially in the playoffs. That's that. Yeah, that might be the finest win. coaching staff in in the state, and and that they, you know, so you doubt them at their own at your own peril. Uh, so there, and then Westlake. We we all have Westlake coming out of Region Four. I do think that again, if you pay too much attention to just Westlake, now Westlake, I think their side of the bracket, that bottom half of the bracket, they're big favorites yeah. big 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 favorites the top half's interesting because you've got a couple of really fun first round matchups including round rock and lake travis and san antonio or rather san antonio johnson and sybil of steel yeah both of which are real fa- that 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 kind of group of four that quartet they're going to play two really fun by district games and a really fun area round game too yeah that's a fascinating i Man, I feel bad for my boy T.P. Miller. He gets steal right out the gate. Yeah. That is no. a tough game. Uh, but, again, they have a very star uh, uh, sophomore quarterback mm-hmm. there, Ty Hawkins. Could absolutely get it done. We've seen uh, heroes get made in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This could absolutely be his uh, his moment. We and saw then, heroes get made in week one. That was kid was say, phenomenal. Was so much fun to watch. <laughs> and then we got um, – and then there's Brennan. Brennan's the team, Ashton DuBose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a really, really solid Brennan team. But, again – all of it is like you have to, to get out of that region. You have to beat the final boss, right? And like, doesn't feel like it's happening. Yeah. So there you have it. There is our Class Six A Division One Texas High School football predictions. You can find complete coverage of the 2022 Texas High School football playoffs at TexasFootball.com/slash/playoffs. Now let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's <laughs> second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Uh, just a reminder here. Obviously, we've been rolling stuff out. All the brackets are out. Uh, we just did our predictions, obviously, as you've watched for an hour and 42 minutes. But regardless, uh, more stuff coming throughout the week. Specifically, if you want a really, really in-depth breakdown of the brackets, kind of like this, but a little bit more in-depth, we will have all of our bracketology videos out on our YouTube page by Wednesday. So we're going to get started editing that and get to it. But happy playoff season, happy my friends. Playoffs. We went for like an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> Uh, because right. we're sickos. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a, little, a lot of your day with us. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, Mallory Hartley, and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.